11 o'clock comics episode 187 is that better man i love it okay Yes. I had to turn my volumes up. Because you're going to want to be uh, audible, because I'm going to talk about something that I think you're going to want to contribute. I saw, I saw some tweet and yeah. like, oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I, I saw, I saw the tweet, but because I sent it, but I didn't get a reply. So Dude, you probably I've just tried to mentally send it. Don't care. I don't care. I'm your brother. You should have pulled the phone out and tweeted me from the shoot. Oh, okay. happy. I'm you sure. know, I, what I should have tweeted you from the shoot was the shot. Yeah, yeah. Howdy, Toddy. Oh, we had some buddies. It was, yeah. You guys had a budget this year, huh? Yeah, we had a little bit of budget. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we had, we even got the, you know, the, the like, all the limbs are working, no limbs. Gross. Yeah, it, gets, it gives new meaning to the word fit and trim. Ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smell on the bench after she gets up. Uh, you have no idea. I miss you guys. Uh, uh, I've been looking forward to this moment for uh, a long time. I, <laughs> oh, this is it's good to talk to you guys. Us yeah. too. Yeah. Missed you last week, buddy. Big time. Yeah, man. And I haven't even, I mean, not only have not to the show, but I mean, I haven't been on Twitter. I haven't read yeah. any kind of comic websites. I, I, I really have. I, anything interesting in the world of comics that's happened in the last few weeks, I'm completely oblivious to. Eh, nothing interesting's happened. Oh, yeah. You, you, did you ever notice when Jason goes away for a while on Twitter and then comes back and he's like, "Oh, yeah, Jason's back. What up, bro?" Woo. And everybody goes crazy, and and I can jump on and be like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, well, I, I, I know uh, this probably doesn't mean too much to uh, to our listeners, but uh, at least Chris will get a kick, and you guys will, because you, uh, you you know my boy. So you know, Colin's got in his first year of tackle football, and uh, I've been doing the play by play. But of course, since I'm in Baltimore on Bidness, uh, his first playoff game was tonight. I wasn't able to be there or do the play-by-play, much to my chagrin. But Beth has been tweeting me uh, or text messaging me uh, updates. It's been pouring rain in our neck of the woods, so it's a super wet, rainy, muddy, muddy day. And uh, and uh, with one and a half minutes left in the game, it was zero-zero, and the other team's star quarterback had driven the ball all the way down to the twelve and threw an interception. Uh, and then with uh, with 28 seconds left, our star tailback ran it in for a touchdown to win the game still nothing. That's awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so so they're going to the Super Bowl, baby. So congratulations to the Kinelon Peewee Colts for their uh, victory tonight. Cool. Yeah. All right. They're doing better than the Eagles. Oh, well, that's not hard to do. That's a, that's a low bar, my friend. <laughs> hey, All everybody. Right. Not. <laughs> it's time again for 11 o'clock comics. Look at this. We're all here. I am Vince B. Woot. Yes, you are. And uh, and I'm Christopher Naisman. You sound good. It does sound good. I, uh, I'm i David Price, and, and, and I'm holding on to a fire. With the sizzle. With, are you oh, holding on to boy. a fire? Oh, boy. And I uh, I am fireless, but I'm still Bootsy Collins. <laughs> so you listened last week, or you didn't. You're just getting lucky, because I mentioned Bootsy last week. No, we're lucky. Dude, of course I listened last week. I, unlike you, the rest of you heathens, always listen. <laughs> You're not listen. Bootsy. You're not the rubber band man. You 
are Jason Wood. He's back, people. Aren't you happy? We are. And you know what else I'm happy about? Discount Comics, because that's who sponsors this thing. Discount <laughs> Comic Book Service. DCBService.com can get you, Mr. and Mrs. Comic Book Aficionados, your comic books at way far below retail. Those retail prices, they don't mean anything at DCBS. You can get your books at anywhere from 35 to 75% off. I, I said that right, 75% off. That's Wumba, Vince. It is. It's Grande. Discount Grande. Big discounts. So, And you get them shipped to your door. You don't have to do a damn thing. But if you're a first-time customer, if you, if I have um, lured you to the discount comic book service, you can get an extra, I don't know what I'm saying, you can get an extra 8% off your order by entering this code in the following slot. What's the code? E-O-C-8. That's right, EOC8. A little bit rusty because I'm just so excited Jason's back. But the disc, unbelievable discounts at, at uh, that's why they named it Discount Comic Book Service because the discounts are huge. DCBService.com. They also have a digital wing, MyDigitalComics.com, where you can get 5% off certain stuff if you order them digitally too, right? And, um, and in stock trades. Uh, this week's uh, new DC52 through, uh, comics, uh, through Discount Comic Book Service. Yes, you can get all number five issues for fifty percent off. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, speaking speaking hey. of fifty-two, before we we move mm-hmm. on to something, are they going to omnibus that? The what? The wait, first, what? The what first fifty-two. The, the fifty-two series. Fifty-two. No, fifty-two. It would be awesome if they did. I um. But the reason I ask is because I read something for this week and I was a little bit clueless on some of it. And huh. I'm gu- I'm guessing the thing I was clueless about, from yep. what I've from what I've read, originated in '52. Yeah, so, uh, yeah probably. If I if I'm thinking what you're, what yeah, you're, I did research. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wasn't lost, but initially I was like, "What? Yeah. What's this?" You know? Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that, well, you know, at, at the time, um, kind of rippled through through DC from stuff that happened in '52. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a world hey, of uh, Super Batman and Wonder Woman. Can I? Uh, uh, Don't ask, just do. Okay, uh, I was going to save this for the in your travels, but I want to make sure that people um, get this right off the the bat with the the holiday season uh, quickly approaching. There's uh, a fun little event uh, for comic book and uh, NFL fans at Challengers on uh, December third. If uh, if you are a fan of Lance Briggs and the Chicago Bears, and also have some comics to donate, uh, Lance's uh, comic book foundation that, that he has, Lance's Comic World, uh, and, and his charity events, they are taking comic donations to uh, to give to kids over the holiday season. So uh, it's at uh, it's at Challengers. I think you can I think you can donate like even now. Uh, but Lance will be there on Saturday, December third. Uh, from I think one to one to three, I think he's there for a couple hours. Uh, so if you want to meet Lance Briggs and uh, give some uh, of the comics that that you know you you don't have space for or not going to read again, but would be good for uh, good for kids and you want to pass those along, you can go do that. So it's kind of cool. That's it's his the season, right? Because yep. uh, Pat Leica just donated a bunch of comics to the military, yep. and. While it's the season, we have something yep. very special for you. Do not forget 
about the it fourth ends, annual. It ends Saturday. You have to it sign ends, up by Saturday. That's why we're telling you now, because it yep. ends Saturday. It's the fourth annual 11 o'clock comics Marvel Noise gift exchange. Very simply, you buy something, ship it off to the person whose name you got on the list, and someone else on that list will get your name and ship you something. Anything. Hardcovers, trades, single issues. Music. Music, statues. Movies, uh, you Used uh, soiled underwear. Anything. It's, it's just a, a mystery box for the holidays. And it's it, more, more often than not, there's a bunch of comics in there. So, when's, the, when's the deadline? Saturday. Saturday. Okay. I need to get my ass over there and get signed yeah, up do. for it. November nineteenth is is the cutoff, and uh, Devin Bruce, Doctor Teeth, on a forum is uh, who has his own podcast, uh, Scotch and Comics, and he uh, he basically puts it all together. He uh, he matches everybody up, and uh, we have people from all over the world, uh, Australia, the UK, mm-hmm. the United States, Canada, and uh, and they're all Canada doesn't count. I know. Oh no! Please, you are making a lot of enemies, dude. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so so I mean, it, it would not be an upset if we didn't knock Canada this, down this, this a Canadian. peg or two from their from their lofty perch. Oh, Canada. Um, and, and you can specify, in case you're a little bit leery about shipping something overseas, because postage is not cheap these days, you can specify whether you want a domestic recipient or an international recipient. We got all the bases covered. Yeah. And if you, you can only find this on our forum. And where's that, David? Forum.bullpenbulletinspodcast.com. And the... Uh, you don't even, I mean, this is the cool part is that you don't, even if you're leery about sending something overseas, you don't necessarily have to run out and buy something fresh or, or, or order something. If you have old trades or just old comics that you, you're done with, you want to pay it forward and spread the love, then I mean, you know, you could just have something on your bookshelf that, that you're done with that you think someone else might like. I mean, that, that that's basic. It's, it's a way for me to also kind of clean up my room. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, a great happening, and and uh, I think this year seems to be bigger than uh, than it has been. Uh, so thank you again to Dr. Teeth for setting this all up. And um, by the time you hear this, you will only have another day or two to get on the forum right. and uh, yeah. and and sign up. And if you have been trying to register on the forum and and you haven't received that uh, that approval email, let me know either email me through the show or Twitter or you know find me somehow and 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 we can hurry up and approve you on that yeah and and, hey. and and doc teeth has been running this for like four years it's a lot of work so it's, yeah. It's, yeah it's really cool and do yourselves a favor yeah, and up, update your amazon wish list because if somebody wants to buy something new all they got to do is look you up on amazon and bada boom they'll know oh, exactly what you want yeah. i think i think we'll all add our amazon wish list to our signatures yeah i, I updated mine yeah, I made sure I right sure to put that new Teen Titans. Yeah, which leads on there. us to our thank yous. What did you get, Vince? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I didn't get anything this week. This week that I didn't order myself. Uh, you know what I got? Hmm. I got a full glass of gin and tonic. That's my drink. What are you drinking? You want me to go first? No, I just went first. What are you drinking? Well, I mean, first after go you. Here we go next. I, sure. I am. Yeah. Okay. I'm drinking Yingling Porter. I have to really? try that. I have I to love try it. that. It's thick. Yeah. Like, no, I'm 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 glad I'm glad that you're drinking a porter. It uh it makes it it's a little tear wells up in my eye. Tell you the, the truth, you know, I like, would be drinking the hurricane, but I didn't have a chance to go get one. Yeah. Well, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, we changed to pick one up. 
Pour one out from my gangster rap posse, dudes. Oh God, I gotta, uh, I gotta, try, I gotta try that Yingling porter. Uh, David, how about you? I am uh, having some Jim Beam and ginger ale. Hey, that's my drink. Not tonight. I'm having it. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight. Yeah, I'm having the the the, the gin and tonic. Feels good. Long, after a long day, I'm feeling just a little. You know, just uh, a little dehydrated, you know, and I, I just needed something bright and refreshing. So that's what I went for. Uh, Jason, how about you? I went for clear liquid. Uh, I, I am uh, drinking some Yangling Lager, which uh, the, at least the hotel uh, had that to deliver up to my room. So. That's awesome. When are those bastards going to start, like, sponsoring an episode? Because the amount yeah, of gambling that is, that is consumed on this show is... Well, I think they would have to be notified of the fact because I I don't think there's too many people at the Yingling Brewery that's listening to I listen tell, to. I would tell, dude, the Yingling people are dope, so they probably listen. Yeah, you never know, but America, one of us should America's get on old, that, huh? America's oldest brewery. I know it's mm-hmm. in my neck of the woods too. All right, um, Vince, I've for once I'm really excited to hear what you've been reading. Oh boy, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you know. I don't mind doing this because um, it, 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 it's sometimes difficult to to eat crow, admitting that you've transgressed in the past. And well, did, yeah, did did you did you knock on this? Did no, you? but I don't always give your boy glowing reviews. Well, it's, um, it's, not, it's not for everyone. His no, his, I, his espionage stuff is not. For, it's it's dry stuff. But I mean, it I, is like I I like I said in the past, and I will say again, I do respect the artistry behind Queen and Country. The subject matter does absolutely nothing to me. And that's which, okay. Right, which was why I was um, a little bit reluctant to follow him into his. Um, well, follow the character that 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 was born in, so to speak, in '52. But I was given the book from uh, our good friend uh, Joey, aka yep. Captain uh, DS9E on the Twitter. He's a good man, good man. Yes. Uh, like like I said, he just included it in a, in a shipment that he had for me. And of course, it's it's Batwoman elegy. And and here's the part where I Night. eat crow. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> It's I I hate to say this because it's Neesman. It's it's brilliant. I didn't it, do it. No, I know, but it's it's a little bit of satisfaction that I, I really don't want to give you, but I have to because oh, it is it's, it's it's outstanding. Well, I mean, it's, isn't it though? And I I love Ruck's work on this book, but it is it is as much J. H. Williams' book as yeah. Ruck's. But do not forget Dave Stewart. Because there is there is a crazy amount of synergy going on between these two guys, uh, and I would yeah. not have known if they did not include in this deluxe edition. There's J.H. Uh, Williams's work before Stewart got his hands on it, and while he does work in gray tones, I mean there's wash a lot of wash work involved in this, but. The startling colors, the gorgeous colors that you see, and the the stippling, and the 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 uh, texture effects, and the transitions, and the the blends—that's all Dave Stewart. And it, I'm assuming, because there's no color in this work from Mr. Williams, uh, it is just—it's exquisite, I, and it's more than exquisite. I wish I knew a word that could. Uh, surpass that in in terms of quality. It, it's, oh, it's, it's it's some it's, of the best work I've ever seen out of DC. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, very rarely does a does a comic book stun me where you're like, oh, I, I I can't I can't turn this page because I have to look at this. Well, but yeah, that's exactly the thing. I'm yeah. not the the fastest reader because I I tend big surprise to fixate on the art. Yeah, sure. And and, and I'm studying as well as reading. And Williams is work in this book. It. It's yeah. every page is a speed bump. You cannot breeze through this fast. Um, very, very few other artists in comics design pages like like J. H. Williams does, and then you add you add the the colors of probably the best guy in the business uh, on, on top of it. It's I don't want to slight Val, but. Well, I mean, no, no, that, 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 one of the one of the best, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, top tier, definitely top tier. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he's yeah. Uh, he's definitely uh, on the front row of the team picture. Very uh, tasteful colors too. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, he he kicks the compliments, and he'll put like uh, um, an analogous in the like it, he works pages like spreads he won't he won't just work panels which is good because he's thinking all over yep. instead of little isolated incidents and when you pull back it it just all comes together in one glorious whole i mean and 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 jh williams changes art style several times but did you notice when he does it when he goes from yeah he'll he do from, 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 when she's in costume right yeah when she's in costume he he yeah. He kicks the Art Nouveau real well. I'm not. I'm sorry. Art Deco. The the layouts yeah, right when he does the Batwoman in costume. The layouts are very Art Deco. And then when he goes into the, I don't um, mundane where her her civilian life, he'll go almost Art Nouveau. And and yep. he he goes with the patterns and the um, he has a line. He pushes the thick and thins like uh, Alphonse uh, Mucha, and he he really kicks the ornamentation out. It's art. It's Art Deco. I mean, and, Art Nouveau. And, it really is. And, and then and then there's a uh, completely different style whenever it goes into the into the, the flashbacks yeah. of, of her childhood. Hardman esque. Uh, yeah, it's um. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of uh, of Paul Azaceta in there. Not not that Azaceta is. I mean, he's obviously not older than. Uh, than I see James a lot of Mazza Kelly too. I th- okay, there you go. A lot of uh, yeah, a lot of the uh, uh, Daredevil, Born Again, uh, Mazza Kelly. Um, yeah, you know, and some of the yeah, okay, yeah, a lot of Mazza. I I see the Mazza Kelly now a lot more. So, as I was reading this, mm-hmm. one character's dialogue in particular, there was a couple things that she said that I was like, I've read that line before. <laughs> so what I did was I went to Google Books and I brought up Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland. And I don't know if you knew this or not, but all of Alice's dialogue, with the exception of the very last thing she oh, yeah. says, mm-hmm. is all pulled from Alice in Wonderland. Straight. Yeah. I'm, and yep. that, that, Rucka's a madman. To I'm, Just the logistics behind that. To, to tailor... I don't know which way he worked, whether he manipulated the scene in respect to the dialogue he wanted to use or if he wrote the scene and then searched for appropriate dialogue because it's pretty seamless. There's one or two instances where she'll say something that doesn't exactly blend with what's going around on around her 
and that's what tipped me off. Like most of it, yeah. it sounds very natural, but there, there's like I'm, I'm looking for an example, and like I said, it's really hard to find. Like I don't like belonging to another person's dream. It kind of fits, but it's kind of it kind of sticks out as being maybe mm-hmm. yeah that's okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you know but yeah. I mean then you got why I do believe it's got wings which fits that that panel perfectly and it's he's he's <laughs> in, in I could just imagine him pouring over the Lewis Carroll's novel and oh, I'll use that mm-hmm. that sounds good I can fit that in this scene it's like you're yes. crazy you it's, it's you shan't be beheaded. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's uh, and Alice. Um, I miss that character because what a, what a great new villain in in DC. And are uh, you reading the new series? I am. Why well, I've read the first two. Oh, you first, didn't read three first, yet, huh? No, I've not read three yet. I just, okay, I yeah, I'm 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 getting there. Uh, so Alice, Alice is back. No. Not no. in a manner of speaking, yeah, but no. See the you know the weeping woman. Remember in issue two when um, uh, Batwoman gets pulled under, and uh, because of the weak in issue three, I guess she's hallucinating because, or maybe not, because of lack of oxygen. But she sees her sister under the water, and that's what threw me because I, no, I've I've been reading I've been reading the Batwoman series, the new Fifty Two Batwoman series, and when I saw that woman on the cover, I was like, I don't know who this is, and then she popped up in the in the first sequence. I was like, who the hell is this? This is I, I no idea. So after I read Elegy, I went back and read the first three issues of the new 52 series and a lot of it makes a hell of a lot more sense so i mean i mean uh, alice alice by all accounts is is the the joker um to you know yeah okay bat, to batwoman i mean that, mm-hmm. that that's what that character is she is she is batwoman's joker and uh and greg and nj williams through did you have the do they have a cover gallery in there yes, um yes they do but i don't know if uh they, because mean, there, there's a an alex ross i don't yeah, uh, there, there's a an adam hughes alex ross there's a second printing detective comics 854 cover with yeah, that woman in the nice. question they're Still, they're not in there i've got i've got to dig out my detective um but the the original the original covers for the series are just are just phenomenal, and they they give it away in the in the very first cover of the series. The um, it, it's it's all there. So it's, they so she commanded the covers. Oh well, Batman was gone anyway. So of yeah, course yeah, she yeah, she would have the covers. Yeah. yeah, it's it's. I mean, that was the. Um, don't you remember David bitching about it? Uh, David doesn't. David doesn't bitch. No. no uh, whenever, doesn't whenever, bitch. whenever, detective didn't have Batman. No, 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 no. no that was super- oh, the action, action, not having Superman. Get it right, Neesman. Boy, Christ! Right. You're gonna mock me. Come on. <laughs> so you you got to help me out here a little bit. I lose track of of David getting irked by by his his oh, okay, uh, his, Frank, com- his comic book sacred cows being slaughtered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Lead, lead me uh, to the goal here. Uh-huh. There exists a book called the Crime Bible. Yes. 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 Sup- supposedly, um, I don't know if it was written by Cain, but it involves Cain, yeah. i.e., the uh, one half of the first two sons of Adam, right? The, fir- the first, mm-hmm. first murder. Right. 
And um, the cover of the Crime Bible is actually the stone with which Cain bashed in Abel's head. Did Sounds I not read that right. somewhere? Yeah. Okay. So, so you've got this crime Bible, and um, a religion of crime pops up in Gotham, consisting of thirteen covens, of yes, which a, of which Alice is the successor to the original, say, Mother Superior. I guess the original. Yes. Something happened to her. What in fifty two? Yes. And and Alice is the successor to that. So they want to kill. Ms. Kane, because doing so will ignite some kind of prophecy. The yes. uh, the the twice named son of Cain, in this case, Cain with a C, but as we all know, Cain with a K is Batwoman. Yeah. And when they stab her through the heart, I'm guessing again in '52, mm-hmm. something happens and it doesn't work. So upsprings a group of true believers who are hybrids. They're like were people and and shapeshifters. That's what Abbott is, right? The werewolf guy. Mm-hmm. And they are siding with Batwoman in this case because they know something which is revealed in the end of the first arc that the prophecy does in fact come true because, and I don't know if we should spoil it, but someone does die to fulfill the prophecy, just not Batwoman. Right. Yeah. Yep. So they're branded as heretics, but they're not really because they have an insight into the prophecy that the uh, that Alice didn't have. Correct. This okay. this all starts very much as uh, a uh, Renee Montoya question story, right? If, because in, she's in, hot for yeah. her, right? Uh, you were their lovers. <laughs> they were in fifty two. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Um, yep. But she spurns well, was, her though. Was more like was more was Renee more like trying to get over her because Renee was was, no, uh, uh, was in in bed with another woman. Oh, it's, they've they've they've. I mean, had, yeah, I mean, it's been it's it's been tumultuous at, at best, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but yeah. yes, they are. They they have an on again off again relationship, right. and it's I I think they they still love each other, and it's it's kind of a tortured lovers story but but yeah i mean batwoman all the batwoman stuff really uh really kind of um uh, has spun out of uh greg's work with with renee and and the question and uh coming out of 52 i think there was there was some stuff going on um outside of 52 and during 52 with renee and her relationship with with kate kane and uh and then uh that's where the crime bible stuff really ramped up and mm. and 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 you know she becomes uh they both become a big part of that and then there was uh Jason you what was the the five um oh god what was the oh the, it was the the final crisis tie in with with uh yeah. with the question yeah. and, and the specter um I've got it. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I read the five, it. The, the, the five books of blood. That's it. Right. Yeah, I didn't read it. Yeah. Um, I love. I love their logo. Did you read that, Vince? No, I. I you know what? I. I have it. Tan. Yeah. You should I have uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Re- read them because there's it's 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 all about. Um, <laughs> there's some great stuff with Kane. Uh, in there and and who kind of embodies the spirit of Kane. And it's um, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty sweet stuff. I'm, I'm but the, but Kane is 
in the DC universe anyway, the House of Mystery Kane, right? right. That is Kane. Mm, okay. Yeah, but yeah, but I don't know. Re- <laughs> many series they they do some they do some nice some nice stuff. I don't know. Well, I guess it. Don't that spoil was, it. That was more of a Vertigo character at the writing of this. That's when DC was was pretty was pretty adamant about separating those two those two universes so right. um, I, I, another brilliant thing i think uh i can attribute to mr rucka is the dynamics of this series are very close to batman uh, kate's father is very much the alfred figure he's her support he's he he monitors her he uh you know he he supplies her with her her tools so to speak and then like you said the alice is definitely kate's joker Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, two sides yeah. of the same coin, right? Well, one of the things that, you know, I've, I've for some reason seen people getting upset about is that she's very pale. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay, jackass. Yeah, people are like, yeah, how could she be that white? And I'm like, really? That's your thing? Because she... Well, because they got to find something to take issue with. If it's so... I mean, if that's the only thing yeah. that they could pick at, yeah. I think they're doing a pretty good job. Then. You know, but, for, I mean... For, First of all, she she's a ginger, you know, she's got the red hair and, yeah. and and it's very, you know, just fair skin, but she doesn't go out during the day. It's like right. Bruce Wayne should be like the palest person that you know. But I mean, symbolically it could be because and I won't spoil it, there may be a genetic reason why her skin is becoming pale, right? I mean, if you want to tie certain things together that's a nice way of doing it mm-hmm. you know just to keep it within the bounds of people for people who haven't read this but I mean, the true believers are my favorite part of this big surprise <laughs> oh uh, of course they are yeah and and that's i was a bit hesitant because rucka does have a rep for being high on the espionage and the tech and the weaponry and the acronyms and initially and he and he is but there's a big there's a big part of this that is very military it's very i mean that's i mean kate kane is kind of a modern day batman in that um you know she is she has that West Point training. I mean, well, she's yeah, disciplined. Yeah, but, 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 but her, but her pack of of you know her utility belt, you know, quote unquote, is 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 very modern, high tech, you know, smartphone technology. It's mm-hmm. you know, it's um, she she's you know a very you know uh, she's a a strategic missile to to Batman's you know kind of H bomb. I mean, she's it's she's kind of. Uh, uh, a modern day warrior, you know, compared to right. uh, kind of like the World War II version that 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 is Batman. Um, but the thing that that Rucka does in this that that I know that you like is that while there is this very military and and very very strategic, you know, bent to it, then you get into the supernatural right. and get into you know a lot of a lot of psychological stuff. And then you just put that in the blender with J.H. Williams's art, and you have something that I think appeals to an incredible amount of people. Um, and on top of that, um, if uh, if I ever wanted anyone to know my opinion 
of what used to be uh, called Don't Ask, Don't Tell. It's in this book. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. I I, th- I thought that was kind of like. Uh, do they still do that? I mean, is that a reason for? Uh, yeah, two two months. Yeah, two months ago, it was. That's crazy. But the the scenes with the true believers are the the closest thing I've ever seen to capturing the um, atmosphere and the style of illustration from the old Skywald books. It, a lot of a lot of these pages really look like um psycho circa 1972 or nightmare. There's they have that icky creepy off kilter. I mean, you have a, a creature here with the body of a man and the head of a rooster and a snake with it with a human <laughs> face. But just the way Williams draws them, it 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 screams Skywalt. So if you're a fan of that stuff, you should really check mm-hmm. this book out. It's 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 a, a mishmash of genres and art styles and uh, but it all works. It's disgusting how it works and uh, how well it works. And it's just uh, one of the things I have to comment on and and. Uh, I, w- I found it kind of curious that this is a title that's championed for its tasteful, accurate, compassionate representation of homosexuality, right? Mm-hmm. And they deal uh, with, ru- ru- yeah, well, okay. Rucka deals with it in a really tasteful, straightforward manner. They're not yeah. two lesbians just, you know, looking to get their, their rocks all, off. All, these, these are all of, thinking. All of Greg's characters are always very flawed, so you're not going to get, you know, this idealized image of what, what people would want you to think about. Right. You know, but it, it's not people. a xenoscope book, is what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, exactly, it, the, yeah, exactly. the, the, the sexual situations are not there to, um, instill arousal. They're to show you that they're, the, the, the two characters involved in these situations care about each other. They're, they're, they're human beings. But the, the, that, the that love interests are no different than any other couple or love interest in any other book, regardless of, of sex. sexual orientation. Right, right. But that said, I, I had to kind of laugh and, and, you know, uh, I was kind of surprised how high the cheesecake is when Kate gets in costume. I mean, yeah. Williams draws She's hot. her, right, but Williams draws her, her nipples all puffy in almost every scene. <laughs> and, and, and no, and, and when she's, when she's got her ass facing you, you know, the almond joy is there on display every time she bends over. You can, yeah, and it's, so, so he, it's smart in, in respect to, they do play up to that fanboy audience, not excessively like a Xenoscope book, but it's a very sexy book. And then yeah. it'll also be very, um, well received by, I think, women. Because the women in here, as we know, Rucka writes great women. They're very real, and so it's 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 treading. It's got feet in two worlds of sexuality. It it knows the the majority of its audience is going to be men, so it plays up to them. But it also is a very real and no, realistic. It's, it's uh, I, I would describe it as being sexy and smart. It's, right. Uh, yeah. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. God. It's uh did you see who the the introduction of the uh the hardcover yeah, was done by? I, I kinda thumbed through that part. It's uh Rachel Maddow. Maddow. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I knew he was uh, <laughs> <through her. laughs> Wonderful. Right. 
And onward. But, I will uh, say this. Uh, you know, the people that uh, that have an issue with her paleness can, can get the fuck off because I'm, I'm, I'm almost as pale as that. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a real person. So. <laughs> but even the lighting yeah, on Kate's costume, I, feel like I mean. Is, uh, I feel like Vince like, decided to go back and listen to some of her old episodes and he listened to like the 2009, 11 o'clock years, and then... Did, 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 I mean, obviously... It's like every time there was a detective detective issue that came out, and we're just like, oh, so good! I'm a little slow on the uptake, my brothers. Give a couple of slides. But before I did, don't worry about it. Yeah. That was during your case where you swore you'd never read DC again, so... Yeah, so I need a little bit of slack. Yeah, it, and, and it's a bat book too. And I just, I mean, I thought Batman's cameos are are brilliant. He's got a, a hands off no, policy. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's and it's it's written so that because it was during R.I.P. or or when you're late, it's written so that you don't know if it's Dick or Bruce in the costume. It works right, right, right. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, it's and it's uh, got a connection it, to it, the it, Superman it, titles with Maggie Sawyer, which is mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if you want to get the um. Uh, the full detective comics of that of that time uh, feel. You should uh, you should also uh, track down the um, the question backups that were Is running published uh, separately. W- uh, what? Is that published in its own trade too? Yeah, yeah. Collect- it came out. Uh, it, it came out in trade and uh, um, just absolutely beautiful uh, Cully Hamner art. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, pipe. It's called Pipeline, and those were all of the. Uh, I'm grabbing it right now. Um, it, it's uh, all of the uh, all of the backups from from the detective run, and it's uh, it's a really really good uh, question story, which yeah. also which also ties into the uh, uh, the five uh, five books of blood storyline. And uh, and kind of ex- expands on uh, Renee's uh, relationship with Huntress. No, yeah. So for for those of you, <laughs> for those of you playing along at home, Chris does not mind talking a half hour plus on something if he enjoys what we're talking about. Exactly. Oh, but 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 we just talked about how many different. We talked about fifty two. We talked about. Pipeline. We talked about uh, Elegy. We talked about the Five uh-huh. Books of Blood. And the key is that we talked about it. We all talked. Okay, that's here's cool. The translation. Here's, here's the translation. Just what Chris said. Hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. <laughs> How you doing? But no, uh, Mr. Rucka, I am very sorry for you know shortchanging you. You do good work when I want to read it. When it's stuff I want to read. <laughs> <laughs> you, Andrew. Nice. Uh, is very quickly passing me as um, uh, greatest Queen and Country fan ever. He's he's devouring that, so he keeps tweeting me. He's like, "Oh, I just finished this one. It's so awesome. What do I read next?" So, hi, Andy. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. And um, I think David wants to talk about. Well, no, let's hear from Wood because Wood's been. We haven't. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, uh, I actually had to thank you, but I, I figured I would save it for now so I could talk about the book. Um, a few weeks ago, we were discussing the soon-to-be-released, or maybe it's already out now, um, uh, Death Ray collection by Dan Close. Right. And, and the, whether or not it was worth the price of admission because it seemed to be a relatively small page count for the hardcover, so forth, so on. 
Well, um, as uh, telling you guys nothing you don't already know, uh, Mr. Will Pfeiffer uh, mailed me uh, a, uh, a, a copy of 8-Ball number 23, which was the original source for the Death Ray story. Right. And uh, how awesome is that, right? I mean, he uh, he just pops it in the man. mail, a little note, yeah. saying I had an extra copy. You, you know you're a badass when you have multiple copies of 8-Ball, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so it was, like, totally giddy. So that was one of the first things that I brought with me down to Baltimore for the business to uh, read. And, uh, first of all, I, I really didn't know much about 8-Ball. I mean, it was, it was his, his, his publication, mm-hmm. but I didn't, know, um, I didn't know the format was, was oversized. I don't know if it was every issue like what, that or was it, it No, no, it wasn't always oversized. I think okay. it went oversized with like, um, it's in the late teens when they started to do it a little bit bigger. And then okay. uh, I don't think 23 is in the same format as the oversized issue. So it's even bigger than the, the yeah, issues I mean, that preceded humongous, it. Humongous, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it, first of all, it, it, I, I'm I'm so glad he sent me the the book because I, I had pretty much convinced myself that I wasn't sure it was worth the hardcover. You know, at least at, at, at unless he bought it in a sale or something. Because you know, it's not not a lot of page count for for that price of a book. Um, but I I loved the story. Um, you know, I have very little experience with clothes. Is it clothes or clouds? How do you say it? Clouds. Dan Klaus. I say clouds. Yeah. Dan Klaus. It's clouds. Yeah. I believe. I have very little experience with him. I'm almost positive. <laughs> that was great. There's the, the difference between David and Chris. David's like, I think it's Klaus. It's Klaus, Chris. So, no, I said, I, I say Klaus. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. I said, I'm almost up. positive. All right, let's, let's hear you. You're, all, cr- you're all crackly, Vince, by the way. Yeah. So, um, so the story, I mean, first of all, um, I guess I, Klaus is known to me more by reputation for being... You know, he's he's one of those guys. I think that uh, especially indie fans of indie comics uh, hold in high, high regard, high esteem, and and uh, you got it. You'll commonly, I think, if you look him up or read a review, and you'll see you know words like genius and uh, you know legend and master and all those kind of things. Those those platitudes thrown upon him. So um, you know, I, I think there was an expectation you know on my side to see if if it lives up to the hype, and um, I didn't know what to expect. Uh, other than that this was his take on superheroism, which is not something he often deals with, uh, generally. Um, but in, in the, at the end of the day, I, this really wasn't, I mean, it, it was a superhero book, yeah, but, but really it was, I think, much more, as I did some research after the fact, much more in line with, uh, the typical, uh, type of thing he likes to deal with, which is, uh, you know, flawed, Characters that uh, you know have uh, kind of a quirky, out of place existence. Um, you know, I remember Vince when you talked a lot about Wilson. Um, while the protagonist in this book certainly isn't like Wilson in the way you described him, it, it's a similar character in that he's kind of a loser. Um, he's had his moments in life, but but in, in the grand scheme of things, he's a pretty flawed human being that doesn't isn't the kind of person that it seems like a lot of other people want to be around per se. Um, and it's really a story uh, of of a of a guy that um, named Andy, who um, basically gets superpowers when he smokes cigarettes. Um, <laughs> his dad fucked with him as a kid and injected him with some kind of serum that uh, meant that if he ever tried cigarettes and the nicotine entered the system, he would get uh, superpowers. 
and super strength, really. Um, and he also gave him a, a death ray, which is from the namesake, which is a uh, sort of a uh, throwback science fiction 50s-looking ray gun that, that only he can use, and when he when he wields it, he can disintegrate things, people. Um, I guess living matter. Um, and the the fascinating thing about the book, from from my perspective, is that it really is um, an examination of humanity and morality, and um, it, it, it plays a little bit with the concept that we've seen done a lot in more conventional superheroism of late, in things like incorruptible and that kind of thing, where you know the power corrupts absolute power corrupts absolutely. It, it, I mean, Cobb deals with that in the sense of you know what would happen if a normal sad sack teenage kid all of a sudden got superpowers, but he really felt no, he, he wasn't bitten by the Superman bug or the Batman bug to, to do good for society. He just all of a sudden had these powers, but his worldview, his um, perspective, his understanding of scope, and, you know, um, he really isn't there. I mean, to him, his life is still very insular. It's about, can he get laid? You know, what does his buddy want him to do to make him feel cool? What do the people around him in school think of him? He's not thinking about the bigger pictures and what these powers can do for him. And so he really doesn't do much with the powers, at least at first. I mean, he... He kind of messes around with being exactly. He kind of messes around with impressing, you know, friends and girls. But it it, it never really takes. Um, he's got a, a best buddy uh, named Louis, and Louis is at first kind of the the alpha dog of the two. Like he's 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 reasonably strong, kind of an outsider, uh, but he's 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 like a strong guy. Um, you know, I guess marginally cool among the the burnout crowd. And so Andy kind of hangs out with him. He's his only real friend. Um, and then over time, once Andy gets these powers, uh, and particularly the ray gun, Louie becomes kind of the, the, the sidekick. Um, and, and it's interesting to see the way that Cloud plays with that relationship over time until a very tragic ending, frankly. Um, although it's, it's funny because none of these characters, I think, are really... Uh, they're not characters you're, you're meant to like, per se. So when horrible things happen to them, I don't really, I really felt bad for them, per se. It just kind of felt like very realistic. Like you could see real people that kind of had uh, uh, sad existences dealing with these kind of issues. Um, so I just I thought it was great. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, the, the power of the book is really, I think, uh, in the art. Um, again, I, I wasn't that experienced with Cloud. I've seen some of his work, um, but never to a great extent. Um, I've never read Ghost World, I've never read Wilson, that sort of thing. Um, but at first, the the book reminded me of, of Matt Kent, and obviously I'm sure people listening are thinking, you mean Matt Kent reminds you of Cloud. So yes, I, but I've read all of Kent's stuff, I'm a huge fan, so I can now see clearly Clint, uh, clearly Matt had been in some way, uh, I think um, fair to say, is certainly uh, a fan, or a um, he's, he's certainly taken a cue from, from Klaus, I'm sure, was one of his inspirations. But uh but so that felt great to me because I'm such a huge fan of Kent's stuff, even though I'm sure, again, Klaus came before Kent, uh, it, the art felt very uh, welcoming to me. Um, he's a master of, of the panel layouts. He's a master at time sequencing. Now, I don't know if his other works uh, play with that same concept, but in this he did a great job of, of, of jumping around in time, but not in any way that, that's confusing or, or can lose. Because some people take issue with, with the time jumps because they kind of get confused as to what's happening when, but because... He's dealing with periods of time where Andy's a middle-aged guy, where Andy's a kid, where he's a teenager. You know, it, it's very obvious that we're talking about different time periods, and it works really, really well. Um, 
all the imagery is like really close in. You know, it's it's pretty much always on character. There aren't a lot of big scenes with, with that, that sort of. I guess if you're thinking of it as a camera, there's not. It's a real tight shot almost always. Which uh, again, I, I don't know if that's indicative of Klaus in general or just his choice for this particular work. But I really thought it definitely worked because it made the book feel like it was a really uh, insular, intimate experience of just these two people versus anything broader. And I think normally in the superhero genre, we we think of the the the, the breadth of 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 their of their uh, uh, of their adventures, right? You know, saving the world or protecting you know thousands of people, and, and this isn't about that at all. So, um, you know, at, and once at the end of the day, it really comes down to Angie is it, is. You know, when, when, when push comes to shove, he's a fucked up, troubled, uh, mentally ill, almost human being that, uh, you know, is now sort of nearing the end of his life and hasn't really done much with the fact he never really did much of his powers. I mean, he did some things, which I'm not going to allude to because I don't want to give away the, the central crux of the book, but let's just say he, he has a fairly morally ambiguous existence. Uh, after uh, his 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 early twenties, um, and uh, it has to do with the death ray. And um, I don't know that after reading it, I loved it, but I don't know that I came away with any kind of the thing I was most impressed with. I don't think the clouds really left us with any kind of. He didn't hit us over the head with any kind of moral statement, you know, where he said this was. He didn't leave you thinking these kind of people are bad or this existence is good. He just these people existed, this is a story, that, and this is what happened to Andy, and uh, just what happened, he had superpowers, and that's it. It's like a snapshot into this guy's life, and then you're gone. You know, you're, you're left to your own interpretation of whether it was a good existence, a bad existence, if there's any underlying, you know, morality play there. It's up for you to decide. I love that. I love the, uh, the nuance of it. So, I'm a huge, it was a huge fan of it. It's, it's definitely made me want to check out Klaus, a lot of his other stuff, so I'm probably going to be picking up those World Wilson and whatever else is out there just to, to see, because certainly I feel like this is a guy I probably should have been paying attention to for a long time. Oh, sounds good to me, brother. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Now, now you, I know you've read Wilson, but have any of the rest of you guys read much uh, Dan Klein's at all? Or? I, I've touched on it here and there. It's... um. Kind of a little bit of a blind spot as far as you know the mm-hmm. the the quote unquote indie darlings out there, and I don't even yeah. know if you call him an indie darling. I mean, class has been been around long enough. It's you know, I, the way a lot of people feel about Dan Klaus is probably how I feel about um, Charles Burns. You know, it's a guy that sure. anything sure. anything that he puts out, I'm gonna I'm gonna devour as soon as I can find it. And I know that class mm-hmm. is like that for for a lot of people. Klaus is yeah. Klaus is the indie darling. Yeah, he's like the uh, like yeah. he's the guy that, that the indie darlings like. Like it strikes me that he's he's one of those guys that uh, like the comic journal loves and has oh hell yes yeah, yeah. Comic, yeah, yeah like yeah yeah. yeah. Um, Which is maybe why I've always avoided him because I've kind of felt like <laughs> no no like like and, and I don't I really honestly have no I have no view as to what Klaus is like as a human being or whether he <laughs> poops conventional comics or whatever, I really don't have any perspective there, but I guess I've always viewed Klaus as one of those guys on that short list of the people that are too cool for school with the mainstream comics, often yeah. love Klaus so much, I've always been like, ah, but maybe that's, that's after reading this, I feel like that's probably an unfair characterization of the man's work. Because, right. Well, uh, up until recently, Fantagraphics published Klaus' work. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, on, it's only the past couple, uh, I think it's Pantheon publishes his books now? Um, I'm not well, sure. That's where he's drawn quarterly, I think. Drawn quarterly, okay. Um, I mean, I, I have all his stuff from Lloyd Llewellyn 
um, right on up. Yeah, that's when I remembered him. And uh, he, I love the way, and it, it's especially prevalent in uh, Death Ray. He adjusts color and panel layout and drawing style to fit the the different periods in the narrative like he'll do a flashback in real pale colors uh like the the if i remember correctly there's a part in uh death ray with the dog uh and he's walking the dog and it's just like just washed out blues and pale yellows and browns and it's just yeah i mean well that's how the book starts uh he's sort of this middle-aged guy walking his dog and and it's all in grayed out, sort of almost implied that you know real muted colors. Died. Yeah, and then he has an interaction that makes him angry with somebody, and it's all yeah. of a sudden you see these bright reds and these bright colors. Yeah, and then it gets Ditko esque in one part, like when when he actually has the costume on and he's he's uh, you know uh, tooling around. There's a really great uh, analysis of uh, Death Ray on where else the Comics Journal forum. Or a, a website. It's 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 a column called Grid, and it's it's written by Ken Perill. Go seek that mm-hmm. out because it's a really, really spot on analysis of uh, Death okay. Ray in terms of its uh, revisionist tendencies in in the book. It's it's great stuff. Um, I'll put I'll put the link. In fact, I'll cut and paste it right now. I'll put the link in with the episode thread so everybody can get in on this. It's it's a great column. Uh, yeah, and I I'm, believe our, our our good buddy uh, and longtime pal and your artistic collaborator uh, Zach Cruzzi, uh wrote a review of uh, Death Ray, which uh, he did. Uh, he drew my attention to, but I haven't read it yet because I didn't want to let his review color my experience. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to read it. Uh, I'm going to read it this week now that uh, I've um, read the book. So. Yeah. Awesome. I'm glad you like it. And there's yeah, and, uh, and there's so, even and much love again the will for. Sending me that—that that was really, really. Oh, he he does stuff like well. that. Nobody. That was, that was no. He he might be the best. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, before we get into something else, I have another bit of crow I have to eat with Mr. David, oh. very oh, own dapper. Yeah. I wanted you to eat That's more funny. crow for me. <laughs> I'll eat more crow later. Oh, wait, I'm cry. For for wait, a long wait. time, David <laughs> has been singing the praises of a certain animated television show mm-hmm. and i've been kind of lending a deaf ear to it yeah yeah you know you gotta watch this it's so good you need to watch this i was like okay yeah whatever david just because you you gotta admit david loves a lot of animated shows he does he he, he can find something to love and even the worst of of the worst and so i i, I, I it sounds weird. like we're talking about one of our other co-hosts shut what? up you but but it was just make sure when you paint the picture that it was one particular tweet. Oh, that's why I'm I'm getting there in my in my long windedness. I'm sorry. Um. So so I I took his um praise with a little grain of salt. Yeah, I'll get to it someday. If not, no <laughs> big deal. So th- recently, I think it was Friday. David tweeted Saturday. Saturday David tweeted something like, "Hey, forever people on Young Justice." And I was like, "Really? Uh-huh. Forever people? I gotta check this out." I watched the episode, and I got to say, I was blown away. I didn't even know Young Justice was back. Yeah, it came back at the beginning of of September. So you know what I did? You changed your avatar. Well, besides that, (laughs) 
uh, the, ep- the episode has to do with Superboy, and he has a bit of a poc- No, he has a bit of New Genesis technology that he didn't know was from New Genesis, and he's tooling around in it. And the Forever People. I thought pop- you were going to say he had a little bit of apocalypse in him. No, like, well, you like, never know. Uh, but like um, Penn State jokes. That's Not disgusting. Jesus. But uh, so he's he's tooling around in this. Uh, what do they call it? The the. No, the bike. Once once it transformed into the bike, they gave it a name, a very Kirby-esque name. The, I forget what it was. But anyway, so he's tooling around on this bike, and the Forever People use the boom tube and come to Earth, and they're like, hey, dude, you have New Genesis technology. We want it back. You have intergangs involved in it. They're stealing gold and apocalyptic technology, and it, it's just amazing. But at one point, the Forever People... Do the old taroo, and they t- and they turn into the Infinity Man, and the goddamn sphere bonds with the Infinity Man like 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 uh, the best Japanese giant robot show you've ever seen, and Superboy rides on top of Infinity Man and controls him with this uh, New Genesis technology. I was like, how can I not love this show? It's it's the it's it's like. Kirby's Jimmy Olsen and the Carl Kessel Superboy years all blended together and paying homage to, to, to both threads of, of continuity. It was amazing. So I said, you know what? I got to check this out. Maybe this was a fluke. I'll watch another episode. <laughs> No, the the, an, the animation is tight, and 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 the the Justice League is involved. They mentor the kids. In oh, the, that's in, great! In, yeah, no, they're it, serious too. They're serious as a heart attack. The Justice League. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, and and Black Canary was consoling. Was doing the old Peter David X Factor shtick, where she was going one on one with the members of Young she Justice and Doc Samson. Yeah, you're right. And she was trying to see how they were coping with a certain event that occurred of which I had no idea. So yeah. that that part was just a blind spot to me. I just thought, okay, something happened. They did a training simulation. It didn't end well and and blah blah blah. I'll get to that. And and she's and and uh Batman was in it and Red Tornado and Shazam. I was like, all right, I give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll go back I and Connor is in the isn't an emo little bitch in this. He actually gets right. a Martin Trim. Yeah, which is awesome. <laughs> and and I never had any kind of affinity for for McGann, but after the show, I like the character. <laughs> it's nuts. I love so, McGann. Yeah. So I, I went back and I watched it from the beginning. Each episode is better than the next, yeah. and, and and it's it's like the best done in one comic you've ever read, but it has tendrils to to the narrative like the, yeah. something will happen in, in the first episode that trails through the second and it builds upon it and it works its way into the third and by the fourth episode they're referencing something that happened in the first and they build upon that and it's awesome yeah it builds it builds mythology uh it, it's also inter- i mean it's it's also its own universe because um is yeah Dick is Robin, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And and Wally is Flash, and and then you've got you've got McGann, and yeah, it's it's uh it's it's not the same as as the comics. It's kind of a blend. Yeah, it's not the Peter David of, Young Justice. No, it's no, actually, yeah, it's, yeah. And it, I tell you, I really like Aqualad. A he's lot. my favorite. Oh, he's the best. he's yeah. really really interesting character. Yeah, he is. Um, his name. Whoever said that they would think that Aqualad is the most interesting character in a, very, in a very I'll, I'll good... I'll tell you what, yeah, I mean, that Aqualad character is awesome. Like, you know, now I know that we're in the midst of a, of a 
the DC relaunch of, of a new Aquaman comic. So, um, you know, it may be the most timely thing to talk about, but, but I mean, a lot of people for a long time have said, I sure wish there was a cool Aquaman comic to read. And I'll say, um, Aqualad in Young Justice, I would absolutely read a comic about that character. Yeah, me like, too. Happily. Yeah. Yeah. But the so. thing is, they didn't shit on the comic continuity with Aquaman and Aqualand. Because in the one episode with... Um, oh, where he goes to Atlantis, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Calder goes to Atlantis to to to, re- to kind of rekindle the love interest he had with... Uh, what was her name? Tula. Tula, right? And they do reference the original... They, they reference the original, well, our original Aqualad. So it's like, all right, that exists. We'll give you a little bone, but this is Aqualad as far. I mean, Calder's Aqualad yeah. as far as the show yeah. goes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. man, it's so yeah, good. Yeah, it was awesome when he, when he went to the back, right? And then they got the little, they implied that he has some history with them. And, oh, man, it's good. David's right. That's a great yeah. comic. And again, I mean, cartoon. But what's interesting is, um, I, again, I wonder if, if, uh, I could see some like hardcore longtime DC people maybe having some ish with it because of the way it's different than the comic universe. Whereas for me, not really being a DC... No, I know, but I'm saying that for me, being a DC guy, not being a DC guy growing up, like, I I embrace it. It's a totally different thing. Like, it's familiar, but it's different. Um, Whereas with the, like, the Avengers Mightiest Heroes, um, the things I like most about that are the things I think are kind of evocative of the of the right, one thing, right. right? Like so I mean I, I can see both sides of that, but and I enjoyed both cartoons quite a bit. Um but yeah I think Young Justice is supremely good cartoon. It, yeah. it's, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was Julian Lytle that said it. Uh check out his comic online comic Ants, by the way. That the con- the 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 stories and the continuity in the Young Justice cartoon blow away what's going on in the comics. Oh, the yeah, comics no, should be written like in animation. Yeah, should should totally mm-hmm. whoever's in charge of animation well, yeah, I mean, should totally be in charge of print. It's it's. Uh, well, I mean, ha- haven't we been saying that for a few years now? Well, maybe David. I wasn't paying attention to him when he was saying it. Though. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm just talk- I'm just talking in in general. You know, uh, or smittiest of you know uh, Avengers. That's the best Avengers comic out right now, and it's a it's a cartoon. I've never seen that. That is good too. Uh, I, mean, uh, I, 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 won't, I mean, you may have wanted. I don't know if if how you feel about it after watching Young Justice now, but it's. I mean, it's on its own. It's still. It's still. I mean, Avengers with Mighty Heroes is a fantastic cartoon, but I would not. You'd probably watch it and and would still be thinking how much maybe cooler looking or the stories in Young Justice, you might feel... DC's, DC's animation, you know, what it, whether it's the, the Timbers or Young Justice, DC just, I mean, Warner Brothers does animation right. Yeah, they do. And, but it's, so, it's, it, it amazed so, me that they don't just stick... To okay, this episode will have the Joker, and this episode will have Clayface. No, they're going into the, like, like really dark corners of the DC yeah. universe, like with T.O. Morrow and the whole Red Tornado, yeah. Uh, yeah. Red yeah. Torpedo yeah. thing, uh, and uh, the Injustice League with uh, How the Ultra- Joker. 
Oh, that he was na- that's a nasty joker and it yeah. wasn't there wasn't anything explicit in it just the the sliminess and and just yeah. how seedy he was where he implied yep. things where a kid would just not pick up on it yeah. but as an adult for him to say some of the things that he said it's like oh you're disgusting back up you know and uh, uh, the the, uh, the episodes like i said kept building and i i was enjoying each one more than the next but the the uh the training simulation episode was friggin outstanding and and for those who don't watch the show and don't know all of the young justice members enter into a training simulation and it gets so real and um, McGann is the linchpin she's the one that's controlling it because she has the the mental powers to link telepathically link the whole group so she is she's the cog that's driving that that machine and it gets so real where she forgets that it's a simulation and because she forgets all of the members forget and it's an invasion by aliens doesn't matter where they're from or what they're doing but they're so powerful that superman and um yeah, all all the big guns are killed yeah, in the yeah. opening salvo so you got you have a world where all of your justice league with the exception of uh martian manhunter and and a few others are killed and now the young justice members have to overcome this force and it does not end well it's no. really grim yeah I was like, as far as you know, the horrors of reality, losing friends, to have all that in a cartoon, they're they're not writing down to children, it, no. which which no, amazed in me. In fact, I would say that Young Justice is not. I mean, my witness test is that I had young kids, and I would say that Young Justice is not at the top of their list of of cartoons when it's time to watch cartoons with Dad on the weekend. That it, that's not one that I'm, I usually end up watching that like. Play it like like on my own. They don't like not that they dislike it, but it's it's not. It's a little too adult for them. I think it doesn't. It doesn't mm-hmm. look or both the way that some of the other cartoons do. So yeah, and the dialogue is super. It's 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 some yeah. of the, some of the best dialogue you'll you'll see in in a in a quote children's show. Um, Robin is always doing these mental <laughs> gymnastics where he'll analyze words and pull out the prefixes and the suffixes yeah, and ma- make make his own make his own words so you, <laughs> you can you, man, man. no i know yeah. you can see that that tactician at work moving pieces around mm-hmm. and and that one scene in in the uh the training simulator well the actually the the, the fallout the, of it. the fallout where he says you know what i just realized something from losing all my friends batman has a way of eliminating everything but the goal and he said, I'm not like that. I, I, I just realized that I don't want to be Batman. I want to be a hero. I don't want to be the Batman. I don't want to be the Batman. I want, well, right. I, I want to be a hero, but I can't make those calls that would sacrifice my loved ones in order right. to achieve the goal. I was like, that's friggin' brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all, all, all because of you, Dapper. There was some, uh, <laughs> there, there, there was some, well, you noticed, I know when it, when, when everybody was out, when Wally had to go to summer school and everybody is, uh, out playing in the water, uh, when that episode oh, I first that. came out, right? Yeah. So a couple of people saw McGon in, 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 in her bikini, but then, um, <laughs> then there was the, uh, when the season, when, when the second half of the season started and, uh, Aqualad met up with, uh, Red Arrow in, um, in, in overseas. And dude, how cool was, um, uh, was Lex Luthor's uh, Gal Friday? Oh yeah, 
<laughs> is her name was her name Joy? Because was, I think it's Joy in the comics, I isn't it? I was like, no, is it? I was I thought it began with an M, like Melody or something. Melody, yeah. maybe, yeah. But, but um, that was they, uh, I like the way they played off the North Korea South Korea thing. Yep. They didn't they didn't call them North and South Korea, but no. you knew that's who they were. And 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 you had a uh, Cheshire uh, ass shot. In, yeah. In that, so oh, see, yeah. see that I like I said I don't remember Cheshire ever having a sister, but. But that's the thing, right? So I mean, they they, they do kind of stray a little bit because I I'm guessing I know there was Arrowhead in the Young Justice um, mm-hmm. series, but yeah. I believe Artemis Mia. was designed for right. But yeah. but but I think Artemis is 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 for the cartoon. Um, I'm gonna call it right now. What? Artemis's mother, we know, uh, has a checkered past, so to speak. Uh, mm-hmm. Wasn't wasn't the father a villain of some kind? And uh, he's never home, and the mother has to make ends meet any way she can. So she has a history of, I don't know if it's crime or, you know, not above board dealing. So I'm going to say right now, Artemis is not Ollie's niece as they portray her in the show. Artemis is uh, Ollie's daughter. I don't know. Hmm. I can can see where you're going, but I, I need to know. I need to know how old. But, um, what, but I, the only reason, I mean, not the only reason, but the main reason why I'm bringing that up is because when Canary was interviewing Artemis and she said something and Artemis is like, don't, no, don't, don't tell. Right. Canary, Canary would know oh, right. if she's her mm-hmm. daughter, if she's Ollie's daughter. That's a good point. I hadn't really yeah. thought of it that way, but. Yeah. And how about Canary? Oof! That one part where they're oh, in, no. oh, that ass, and they, they do the the weight on the one leg with the hip up in the air. It's like, yeah. oh, I yeah. need that cell. Give me that but, cell. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 a good cartoon. I'm glad you're watching it, dude. I know. I that, love uh, it. I absolutely love it, and I, I I love you for showing it to me. But I also hate you because now I have to watch something every week. Uh, I have no. to watch it. Well, no, not every week. Right. Because see, this is it's it's. This Cartoon Network's got some screwy scheduling because this this premiered a year ago. This this came out Thanksgiving weekend only to to prep you so that you know it started proper in January of this year. Right, and they do and, that all the time. You and know. Uh, and I mean, and well, they did it this past weekend also. But the um, so I'll talk so about that had, too if you don't. I mind. know you had um, so you had. You had the first season start like, or, or the first half of the season. It was from January till I guess maybe Mayish or maybe June. I think they kind of took the summer off, and then they they uh, they pretty much picked up where. Um, I mean, I think some time had passed, but but they picked. And did you see Wendy and Marvin when? Uh, yes, oh, yeah. I did. That yeah. was awesome. That but was see, funny. all right, well, let's tell the people at home. This show is definitely about the the members of Young Justice, but there's cameos. Running through this oh, there's thing. There's Easter eggs out the ass. Freaking Blue Devil appears in one episode. <laughs> you, you, had, you had Plastic Man, Icon and Rocket from the Milestone Universe. Come on, yeah. it's freaking gold. And and you go strange again. They, they you have Warner Brothers Animation that has a history of realizing that Superman and Batman are the top dogs. So they've exploited that fact with their animation over the years, and they've been they've portrayed those characters in in uh, mostly flattering ways but i gotta say they do not pussyfoot around superman in this show Uh, superman is a major tool tool in this show when you got it when you got to see 
When you got to seek parenting skills from Batman, you got something wrong with you. I yeah. mean, you, you don't know how to talk to a kid. It's a, yeah. it, it, because Connor is a clone of Superman, and the, the he, in that in when he was being his memories and his all his book learning had been downloaded in, downloaded into his brain by those those um, little creatures that they all had in Cadmus. That was awesome, yeah. by the way. Uh, so he he developed worshiping superman and wanting to be like him and then when he when he finally gets in superman's presence superman doesn't know what to do he's 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 all tongue-tied and he's he's nervous around him and he he feels some kind of guilt if i know superman correctly and for not being there and and he just keeps avoiding the kid and the kid's like what what did i do yeah you know and it's bruce it's batman that says Give him, you know, the time of day. Work and work slowly, but you got to acknowledge the kid's presence. It's like, really, Batman is saying this? <laughs> what the hell? The um, so obviously, like I said, with Cartoon Network schedule and and um, and so I'm pretty sure this first season is. Uh, I think even Julian said like it, it's about maybe twenty or twenty two, maybe maybe twenty six episodes for this season. So this season's pretty much. Almost over. We're, we're we're past the halfway point. Um, I don't I'm know if the season will finish before the end of the year because I, I'm. It looks like uh, there's going to be like a DC Nation block in 2012 on the Cartoon Network, and cool. part of I that know, part of that is going to be what premiered this past Friday, which was pretty freaking swank, dude. That, yes, this it Green was. Lantern animated series is is going to be pretty sharp. I liked it. I liked it. It, it. Was, it was great. I, yeah, I, I, say, I, I, um, I I was nervous about the the art style because I, I I don't always like the the, the, the CG uh, kind of thing. Um, like I really didn't like that. Um, I know there was a very mixed feelings uh, about that that Iron Man cartoon from a few years ago, the one that was oh yeah, too um, slick. And I I was worried it was, was going to feel that way about it, but no, I'm with you. And and that's one different than Young Justice. I watched with the boys and they adored it from start to finish. That's so, awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, the characters alone. I mean, you got. I mean, I, th- of course, there, there's Hal. But I mean, you have when you have when when you know, it's it's be Kilowog. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. You have, you have Kilowog there, so that's that. That's somebody that that I guess the kids can latch onto, where they want to see. Salak was perfect. You already have like the the the, the sneakiness or the manipulations of of the guardians in place. I mean, they hit the ground running with this. There was no yep. setup. Yeah. I don't. It, it was they, tight for a what was it forty forty eight. Do the do the kids really want to see Kilowog, David? Have you talked to the kids? They do. Yeah, they they do. Inter- are they, they interested in Kilowog? Uh, David, David yeah. actually did a uh, he did a um, an exit interview with he called my house and talked to my boys. Survey. And uh, they, they told him they wanted so whenever, to see Kilowog. So, yeah. so kids, whenever you see a Green Lantern cartoon, who do you want to see the Kilowog? The Kilowog. Yeah. I will say this though. Uh, you know, after really pretty severely poo pooing the uh, Red Lanterns. Uh, and the Red Lantern comic book uh, when we did the DC 52 uh, reviews, I uh, I gotta say, uh, I, I, at first I was, like, when the cartoon started, I, I saw the Red Lantern, so I was like, oh. But then uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm like, they did. I was like, oh, in the cartoon, they weren't. But that, that's they but do. That's exactly what what we were saying on on Twitter this week with with, with Julian and 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 Sean. I wouldn't know. No, I know, but it was like <laughs> it, this is uh, this is where what, we were saying what would, how, what would Julian know honestly. Well, but this is what oh, we're, why he knows why, he knows much. Why animation should when 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 we see this how 
instead of flaky Hal acting like Peter Parker needing his girlfriend to pick up a check or or the regular comic. We 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 need. If the if the people in charge of animation, like a Young Justice and like Green Lantern, were doing the comic books, I'd still be reading Green Lantern right now. I'd it's like, I'd hey, hey, Red hey, Kilowog, we gotta we gotta gas up this uh, incredibly fast Guardian craft. Can you get the bill for me because I'm kind of tapped out. That's not the hell that we have here. It's it's the you know wisecracking, cocksure, very very self assured. Hey, Hal, hey, Hal, can you uh? Carol, can you co-sign for my smartphone? Yeah, really. Cool. <laughs> card. The, 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 uh, oh, the this is only better whenever you use an insurance salesman. The, wait, no, no, Toy Story. The uh, now, now, who <laughs> has who among us has seen the Green Lantern movie? Well, that's well, so, well, so, so, <laughs> yeah, I had a chance to. I, I'm the not, hotel here had, had it for uh, like three ninety nine when most of these pay per view movies are like eighteen bucks. No, no way. The uh, it's not the it's not the the money commitment. It's the time commitment. Exactly. I, I you know I have a feeling I won't be able to get that two hours of my life back. I'm just I'm just curious to know if if the uh, if the cartoon picks up at any point after. If, if if any kids in, in air quotes saw the movie this summer, is is it going to? No, I'm I'm, I'm curious for myself. Yeah, give it up. Give they it don't up. care. Be nice, Christopher. They I'm don't care. care. David They're David cares. Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Settle give down. The kids watch. Listen, he woman already. Settle down. We're talking I got a, about us. I got a bullet list. I know y'all love my bullet list. Okay. I love okay. David every once in a while because everyone loves him. Every once in a while, I'm I'm very. I saw the way it looked in the initial scene, and I was very thankful that everything did not have a texture map or a bump map on it. I, I read some criticisms where if I want to see blobby, plastic creatures running around, you know, I'll play with Play-Doh. I was thankful for that. I don't like everything to have a highlight on it. It, yeah. it, 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 I, and I really don't like cell animation either. Like when when they when they run it through, you know, the the computer and they just do the the black line around it, and you can tell that it's yeah, yeah, yeah. cube computer assisted. I I don't really care for that. This was a perfect. It was a nice spot in in CGI in the rendering. They did, didn't they didn't did push the watch, shit out of it. Did you watch Fire Breather last year? I thought that was good too. Yeah, I didn't mind that. It's good. Now, see, it's funny because I thought that that. That didn't work for me for that reason. Fire breather. I thought I thought fire breather looked great, and I was kind of hoping that they were going in that direction. But I, I after watching Green Lantern, I'm happy with with the way they're doing Green Lantern. It, yeah, it, it doesn't need. Did you guys, the, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, finish that. No, I was just gonna say it didn't. After, after watching Green Lantern, and, and I mean, most of it takes place in space, and and the aliens and the characters and everything. It doesn't need everything that fire breather added. Yeah. I guess for enhancements, Green Lantern works the way it, it, they showed it. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys, um, uh, Beast Wars fans, any of you? Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I, but that, there's no, way too many textures on that. I didn't care for the animation style. Uh, you know, for me, and it, it, this is not, you know, I would rather see a, a, a Bruce Tim style animation over the CGI, but, you know, I... I, I'm okay with this. It, it's not my. Favorite. Well, it was kind of like a marriage. It, it, it was very similar to a Bruce yeah. Tim style. It was, Chris, like it was 3D-ish. Kind of, it was three D Bruce Tim. Yeah, Chris. You you have to admit, knowing 
uh, obviously you've you've experienced beast wars there was a lot of times where because the stories were so strong that's a really that, well-written yes, show that is that is exactly what i was going to say then right that, you know what it, it's just like a comic if if the art I know it's marriage, and if the art the art can be so bad that it it distracts you and pulls you out of the story, and and you can't read it. But if the story is so good and so engaging, you can get past some art issues sometimes. Right. It's the same thing with animation. I mean, um, I think the polygon count in Beast Wars is maybe about twelve. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah, really really blocky. But then again, take yeah. into consideration when Beast Wars was made. Yeah, or, yeah. or what? mid-90s yeah and i mean it, the, the, we didn't have the uh the the cpu power we have today and uh so you know, so good i can see right i can still watch beast wars because just because the stories are so damn tight but um another point on my list i have i loved the fact that right off the bat they you have this quote squeaky clean overseers the guardians but they're not really because they've been keeping the fact of the frontier space from the majority of the lanterns what is this frontier space we have guys in this zone outside of the what is it 2000 and how many however many sectors 3600 36 wow there you go we we have dudes tooling around but you don't really know about them because they're in the fringes and that's who the red lanterns are hunting I was very thankful for the fact that the lanterns are not puking blood. You can yeah. show you can show rage. You can illustrate rage without someone barfing blood. No, they every... did a couple times. I didn't see it. No, yeah. Raze no, used his ring, but uh, yeah. the Modoc oh, kind of kind of threw it up. The the other cool thing is that whenever they showed the map of all the sectors, it's something that um, that they just kind of revealed to, to my recollection anyway. Is that um, every sector? Leads back to Oa. Yeah, yeah. So sure, all, every, roads all roads lead to Oa. Yeah. yeah, every sector emanates oh, from Oa, Oa um, outward. So it's like a big, like you know, pie piece. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Although my, my only this is just the, um, the the little nerdy science thing. The I, I the only issue I have about a little bit is that it, like if one extrapolates the space is infinite, that kind of means that everyone's sector is infinite. So. Well, but to 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 the frontier, right? I know, but then I'm like, well, I know what you mean. I thought, I know I thought the frontier was bounded on a, like one area of space, but does that mean so it's bounded? There are infinite, like is frontier infinite too? I, I was just starting to the the quantif- the, the, uh, the, the the physics of it. I got it was getting me, but I, I thought it was cool. But then I was like, I don't know. Though I'm like, that's a well, lot. They of illustrated it was right. It was right there on the screen. They illustrated it. It's like it's like know, sectors go to you know they put to it through a pie chart. And then everything <laughs> beyond that is frontier. Yeah, but I mean, it yeah. has a Wild West kind of feel to it. Um, yeah. Kurtwood Smith as uh, Sheer Rev. Come and, on, and the hell, and 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 then oh, I gotta save my planet, dumbass. Seriously, dude. <laughs> uh, Don't give a shit if you saved your planet. <laughs> no, Redwood. Uh, Tom Kenny as as Zox, and uh, my kids watched it with me. And Zox is the one they glommed onto uh, almost immediately. Vinny, Vinny uh, saw him. He's like, "Ooh, he's a beach ball." And then when uh, Atrocitus actually called him be- a beach ball, he's like, "Ah!" He was all up and uh, he, he, they loved it. Um, <laughs> no, I thought it was really, it was special. Whoever they, the team they have that 
the color artists that decide, you know, we're going to use this palette on this scene. Oh. Front, the space scenes were gorgeous, and the color choices were really smart. Yep. Uh, I mean, turquoises the, what, what, and purples. I mean, the, the, oh, reds, nice, beautiful things. The, the, the big thing is that is that they 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 got how. It's, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, no, I mean seriously, they understand who Hal is yeah. as a character, and um, it's. Um, I know Nathan Fillion has has voiced him in, um, oh, in the, yeah. the, the Emerald the Emerald. So Knights. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, like Nathan Fillion is is Hal Jordan to me in a lot of ways. He's just he. It, it's like he always is, you know, joking, but. Whenever it comes to it, he's he's an incredibly brave and yeah. You know, yeah. Fillion plays that part so well. You know, it's a you know Firefly. Um, it was, what? Oh, Castle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's 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 Hal Jordan. Caleb. So what? Do you have to be in the Joss Whedon click to to be a, a candidate for Hal Jordan? I mean, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Apparently, Sarah, yeah. 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 Oh, if, if you're not in the Joss Whedon click, you're a punk ass. So, oh, uh, no but, love for Buffy, uh, buddy. You know yeah. that, that what? That, what? Nah. Wait, wait, time out. What? Nah, I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Hate oh it? my lord, son. Yeah. Next time it. I do Doctor Who, I'm gonna throw this right back in your face. Nah. Well, I can get you too. I'll I'll sing and I'll dance in Vampire Slayers. That that was like the the bottom Dude, of the bucket for me. Oh no, no, it <laughs> sucks. <laughs> it is so friggin' bad. The you've all lost your minds. Hush was fantastic, dude. Did, yeah. did you see the episode with the gentleman? So good, so yeah. good. Anyway, let's continue. The, digital high five, David. There you go, fist bump. The uh, yeah. give Jason one too. He loves it. Of course, with because because he did it in your face. The um, He's got the, the, the Buffy the crap slayer. Oh, stop go it, ahead. dude! Stop, <laughs> dude! Stop. Oh, I have a Buffy story. I go into my Starbucks this week, and one of the guys. Ooh, my Starbucks. Huh? Is the barista? Um. I had worn a comic book T-shirt or whatever, and and this gal says, "Yeah, my husband reads comics and is going to you know C two E two this weekend." It's been you know last year. So, oh, that's great. You know, I'll be there. Blah blah blah. This week, and you know, I go in there like three four times a week, and occasionally, you know, I'll you know she'll mention comics or whatever. This week, she said. Um, did did they do a bunch of Buffy comics? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, my you know my husband's been trying to. You mean to read more comics, and he doesn't have the Buffy. Um, do you know where I can, you know, pick some up? And I was, and I was like, "Oh, I'll bring it." So I, I took the Dark Horse, the first omnibus. In, nice, uh, needy much? <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, no, "I'll probably never read this again." Um, she likes me. <laughs> very nice gal, and I'm sure. I've probably met her husband at at a con or whatever before, but um, so I, no, I was not coming on Did to you her. Put some extra uh, mocha in your latte as a result. <laughs> hey, I get the extra shot of espresso. It's whatever. Um, uh, but you know who uh, who did some of those really early Buffy stories? Drew them the artist. Art Adams. No, he did the covers. Eric Powell. Eric yeah, Powell. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Nice. Yeah, which I thought was was pretty cool. So anyway, it's uh, I've been I've been giving giving away Buffy comics at, at my local Starbucks. Spread the disease. Go ahead. Oh, stop it. The uh, the the ship is fantastic. I, I, I yes, think it I, is. Sign for I and everything is great. Um, and how yeah. appropriate is it that? Uh oh, here we are in Frontier Space. 
the red lanterns are closing in and the damn whatever warp uh, coil or whatever won't yeah. work. It's like, yeah, yeah perfect. Oh, uh, calling it the kit, the, the, the young red lantern that they've captured. Oh, he's uh-huh. so turning. He what? He's so turning. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna, he'll be a green lantern. The, uh, I don't know about green. I, he'll yeah, be, I don't he'll, yeah, he'll be a green he's, lantern. He's not going to be a red lantern much longer. The, uh, I cannot, with, with them being out there, I really hope. Is his name Razor? Yeah, Razor? yeah. I think yeah, it's I, Razor. I, I really hope we get to see Krona eventually sooner than, than yes, later. Yeah, they're like that. It's, I mean, the, the possibilities are, they just, they can do so much because just like Young Justice, they, they don't have to adhere to anything. And, and it's, I mean, they already kind of haven't. Yeah, uh, the, they this, this sure you know who I want to see. You want to see uh, Arissa? Nope. Well, yeah, that, that'd be cool. That'd be nice. Yeah, but you, you know they're going to have her all tied up in the chest. You want to see Sornick No, I want to Snort. Bleeze. I want to see Bleeze. Oh, Bleeze is cool. Bleeze. You know those, uh, the DC uh, uh, web figures that um, the Eagle, uh, Eagle Moss puts out? Oh, they got a Bleeze? They have a Bleeze. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, she's, yeah, I she's can imagine. Awesome. And uh, Atrocitus wasn't as annoying as he is in the comic. Right. Um, Agreed. Agreed. Well, well, well designed, Atrocitus. I like the split lip thing. That's very cool. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I know that we're we're we'll be getting close to our in your travels here in a little bit. Um. Uh. But you want to talk about some more TV? Um. Uh, has ever, sorry, I, I'm dropping shit. Um. You guys, has everyone seen this week's Walking Dead? I did. Yes. Yeah. Chupacabra? No. I I haven't seen it. Uh, oh. Jason, best, in my opinion, best episode since season one, episode one. That's not, not a saying a whole hell of a lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. No, I'm, I, I'm, I, just, I, I'm two episodes behind because I've been down here and, and at work for one. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm maybe two, three weeks behind any TV show that I watch. So I, 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 know, I, know, I know you've been down on it, but... This past episode was so good, and with well, this is one of those shows though where I'm I'm down on it, but I like kind of like with heroes. I find myself continuing to watch it every week. I, uh-huh. So, you know, I'm I'm not not watching it, but yeah, yeah. So, um, without I, I doubt, Daryl was my favorite character. Yeah, far and away. I agree. Oh, so yeah, oh, yes. I agree. Yeah, but I will say, and not to give anything away for Jason, there's a. Side story running concurrently. No, there's there's a side story running concurrently to the Daryl thing. It's a complete waste of time. They they what? just did it because Greg Nicotero is one of the co-executive producers, and they wanted to do a little special effects thing. And they have our characters basically wasting ours and their time for like fifteen twenty minutes. It's ridiculous. Wait, what? What are you talking about? I'm talking about the well. Oh, Wasn't that was that, before. No, that oh, was before. Okay, well, that, that, that well thing was totally retarded. It was ridiculous, oh, a complete yeah, no, waste of time. Okay, you know, you, know what, you know what that is? That is, that is, and the comic does this, is that the story is about the people, all right? And that's fine, but in every issue, and I think it's almost every issue, and certainly in every episode, you have to have zombie moments, and that was that week's zombie moment. Oh, it was, I thought I just thought it was pathetic. Yeah, it, was. it, it, it was. just it wasn't really needed, but no. it, it's without that. Were there any zombies in that? 
episode but it's it's wasted potential it's it's screen time that could have been used on a scene that mattered well or or you know there's some people people, so plenty of the books better issues have not had zombies in them right you know they 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 usually will have like one page with one sort of zombie encounter or zombies If you go back and look at them, almost every issue, even whenever they're not doing a story that has anything to do with zombies, there'll be at least one page where a zombie pops up or is seen. And that that's just kind of what that felt like. It's like, okay, well, here's the part of the episode where we have to put the zombie in. You know? now, I've read a lot of comments because I... I part of my day is tooling around the, the horror sites i visit bloody disgusting daily dead fangoria i i check because i'm a huge horror fan I, sure. I i like to see what's going on in the horror world and the comments usually when the zombie scenes are very low the majority of the comments it, not to defend the producers of the show but they seem to be uh, attuned to what people want the majority of the comments are there wasn't much zombies in this episode it sucked yeah. Like that that's why there's a uh, there's a there's a sizable amount of people that watch the show because it's a zombie show, not because it's sure. human beings trying to survive in a world populated by zombies. They want to see the friggin' zombies. They want to see people get ripped apart and eaten. It's like, ah, uh, the gore, you know, there wasn't much gore in this episode. It wasn't very bloody. It was kind of lackluster. Like if that's what you're basing your opinion on, then uh maybe you're I mean, your choice to watch the show for whatever reasons that, or, that, are that yours, but not, I think you're watching that, it for the is, wrong reasons. That, that is not and will never be what made The Walking Dead what it was as a comic and, and hopefully right. what, you know, what, it's, what it's starting to turn into as a TV show. It's not, and, and that's all good zombie, you know, it's, it's about the people. It's not about the zombies. It's how people react to them. Yeah, do they and really so, need to be reminded that it's a show about um people surviving in the world with living dead this the, the name of the show is walking dead and we know that's not what it mm-hmm. what it refers to but you know what you're watching you don't need to be reminded all the time you, we don't need zombies in every th- reel so to speak you know if yeah. it, we're, we're going by cinematic terms you don't need a zombie in every reel it, it, even though the, the threat is there was awesome yeah it was it was yeah. it was <laughs> and i so thought cool. once once um that that um the mental things that were going on and and that person was was um, <laughs> Im- imparting their wisdom to him i thought all right he's going to turn he's going to be a go back to but he didn't yeah. to his to his credit so that's cool but no more because jason didn't see it right yeah. we should we shouldn't we really shouldn't it's 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 get caught up i i i think you will that and and david liked it because there was um a very low t dog quotient Actually, I would have preferred, I would have preferred more T Dog than the Andrea that we got this week. I've got my own theories. Is that Andrea? They're going to grind Andrea down to a point that we just can't stand her, and then they're going to build her up. It's, <sighs> and, and has, well, think about how much room for growth she has, David. Dude, she cries about. I her got fucking plenty of growth for her right here. Than, more than Sophia's mom cries about her daughter. Yeah, true. Which is a lot. Uh, it's a lot, Ooh, right? It's All right, come. No, I, go ahead. I, finish. I, no, no, no. I just, I, because, because I, I know we're running close on time. I would like to talk about at least one comic. I was, uh, yeah, please. I just want, I want a tip of the hat to Jason. 
because I know he's really, really excited. It'll, 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 yeah, it'll take me. Two, it'll take me. Everyone. In in my span of time, it'll take me two two minutes. I got. I read my span of time. And you know, time works differently for me. I read read issues one to six of Mega Man, Archie's Mega Man. What yeah. a fantastic book that is! It I is have. so goddamn good. Um, the the first four was it? Did the initial um arc with the Robot Masters and introducing you to uh Rock and his sister Roll and Doctor uh Doctor Light, not that Doctor Light, Doctor Thomas Light. And uh, Dr. Wiley, and it just sets it up so perfectly. And in the second four, we have an art change. Uh, the the first four were done by Patrick Spaziante, right? And uh, we have a new penciler with issue five, and it's um I think his name is Chad. God damn it, his name is Chad yeah. Thomas. Oh, God yeah, damn it. no, it's Chad, Chad Thomas. And and while he's not as detailed as uh, Spaz, he's I think he makes up for his lack of detail. He's a better sequential artist, I will say. It just it flows better. But they're introducing new robot masters in the second four. You have uh, Oil Man and um, oh shit, with Time Man. Time Man is so cool. He he obviously Time Man. He can stop time. And there's a part in the in the sequence where they're transporting Doctor Wiley to a federal uh in uh. Uh, uh, penitentiary and it, it reminded me a lot of the matrix time man walks in stops time all around him waltzes in saves uh, grabs dr wiley and walks out and there's action going on all over the place it's really good read archie's uh mega man you will not uh, jason am i right you are not wrong my friend isn't it awesome it is good although i've only read the first five issues so i can't like so far, oh, okay. But yeah, no, it's been, it's been really good. Absolutely. And, and I do okay. believe they uh, they are available via Archie Digital. They are. Because they're And what happened yep. to you giving me props? What, hap <laughs> what happened to what? I was giving you props. You, oh, I thought you were giving me props. He'll do that now. No, Vince was. <laughs> I was. Uh -oh. We should all give you all right. props. And I'll give you props, I too. You were, I thought you were about to give me props, and then Vince cut you off. I guess that's what I do. No, I said I wanted to. I wanted to review. I wanted to talk about at least one comic, and then that's when that's when Vince chimed in. Why don't you do that right now? Because I got a feeling that the the uh, itchy static is going to crop up on me real soon. Well, this was um, obviously my um, my my <laughs> bullet points are 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 gone for this week. But the one book I do want to at least mention came out today. What are your it, bullet points? Uh, it, huh? What were your bullet points? I it was most of the the map that I posted yesterday. Oh, uh, everything on the right's not gone though. So if you want to take an hour and talk about that, you can. Uh, no, no, definitely not. Because Chris is going to start talking about how sleepy he is. The uh, I'm getting a little sleepy. <laughs> I've been up. I was curling late last night. I didn't take a Oh boy, women. You should uh, listen to the Buffy soundtrack when you curl. That would make it perfect. The the six. Bitch. <laughs> came out today. Uh, it will come out digitally next Wednesday. Comic Book Comics is over uh, for now. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The, uh, so it's the sixth and final issue. Um, highlights for me were uh, mentioning his name is Savage. Mm -hmm. uh, this issue was, it started off the same way 
all the other issues have as, as far as history goes. You you have classics illustrated talked about. They give you the um the birth of the term graphic novel and whether it, it really can be credited to uh to Will Eisner and, and for pretty much all intents and purposes I think it can be considering where it kind of sort of originally came from. Um, I don't know about that. Uh, you don't think Go so? Go ahead. Mm, we don't have enough time. Go ahead. Most of them are bad. Don't worry about it. Um, we have the uh, the birth of the direct market. Uh, there, there's mention of... Uh, or they, they, they talk about the Image 7 leaving Marvel and, and why they left Marvel and, and what happened after they... Um, make money. They, they, they went to... Im- or created Image. Uh, and, of course, Marvel then buying up everything it could, including Heroes World and, and, and changing distribution to what we have today, unfortunately. Uh, they do have a section on the God of Comics, where, where they have a really nice in-depth, and, and, and when I say they, it's Fred Van Lente and, and Ryan Dunleavy, and they really go into um, manga quite a bit in this book. And from there, we kind of go into um, the origins of scanned comics and uh and how that originated and, and where it kind of is today and they this is the, whereas everything in the entire issue felt like the previous five issues uh towards the end and if this was deliberate then then fine but um and then especially when they started when 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 uh when they drew themselves or when ryan drew fred and, and himself in in the book it, it towards the end of the issue it it um i for whatever reason i heard a slight tone change and whether it, it got preachy or or uh or because they're they create work that that is um that also has has been scanned and is available on on zero day torrents and things like that it just it it it, it stopped kind of being a history lesson at that point because we were up to present day and uh, talking about the technology and 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 where where comics may be headed with digital distribution and things like that. But I mean, the entire issue is still great. Uh, that was just the only thing where all of a sudden it, it I kind of hit a little bit of a of a wall where how I was hearing Fred and 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 Ryan tell this story. But for the most part, and, and I don't know if I can call it a story. I mean, it's it's a history lesson, but it's still it's. I mean, it will um the collection will be available next year. Uh, Yay! It, and it's um, and and more those guys are so nice. They, they are, fan- yeah. and and that's and that's and that's something else that they mention in the issue where uh, and I love you know when I'm hanging out with you guys and we're at conventions and and we meet creators and I mean first of all when when a creator says that that they listen to mm-hmm. us that that blows me away anyway but you know telling them thanks for the work you do and and putting that that human face on the work then then uh you know if if you do scan books or download books and and that that's what i'm saying where where the tone kind of changed in the issue where after you meet a creator is this is this someone you really want to take money out of their pocket and and uh and i very happily bought uh comic book comics um through a digital a digital comics app Right. Happily bought it, and I'll get the trade whenever it comes out. Yep. And I, See, do this, do the guy, do the same with action philosophers. It is if you ever want to know about philosophy, philosophy, and you're a comic <laughs> book fan, it's fucking awesome. It is so good. 
I'm only about seven or eight pages into uh, comic book comics number six, so uh-huh. I can't speak to the the your perceived um, tone change when they are talking about digital. But you know what? If it does, I, I'm I'm sure it does. It, it, the tone change, I think, is absolutely necessary. Oh, I, I can definitely see it deliberate because this is this is something made by. I mean, this isn't this isn't published by one of the big two or even Dark Horse or anybody. I mean, these are two guys putting this book together, so it definitely right. it's it's but, it's a work of love. Yeah, but what I was gonna I was gonna say is, I'm flabbergasted with the number of people who I've encountered that think it's really okay just to go online and basically steal shit. Yes. Um, you're, you're, you're reaching, you might as well just like, uh, reach into the creator's pockets and pull out the money because you are costing them revenue when you steal this shit. And they have, uh, props to Van Lenty and Dunlavey for doing that because people need to know. These kids need to be taught. I mean, I don't know how many kids are reading comic comics, but people in general, I mean, a lot, a lot of people our age, feel it's fine just to jump on there and, and grab whatever you want. It's not okay. Hurry up, you're getting crackly. Finish up your thought. It's just not okay, and props to them for doing it. There you go. I like the the uh no I'm just I mean and if it is if it is deliberate, if if it is necessary, um that's that's entirely fine and it's it's their right. All all I'm just saying and, and tell me if, if I read too much into it when you do get to it, Vince. I mean, it, it, it was the only thing that as as of up until the first five and a half plus issues, everything was was a history lesson. And and I mean, it, it didn't even. I mean, it's still it's still part of of the issue. It didn't feel like this was an epilogue or this was tacked on. It still it still fits. Um, but I mean, overall, I I definitely recommend this book it's uh it's i i will be giving this to people i know this it's 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 fantastically done it's beautifully illustrated the reference the the research that that they put into it is just it it, it's amazing and it's uh it's something that i hope stays on shelves just like scott mcleod's books are and and it 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 should be right there in in the in the section with those other books about comic books, whether it's making comic books, the history of comic books, doesn't matter. I, I think, you know, anything that, that Eisner's <coughs> done, that, that, that McLeod's done, this fits right in with that. And, and it's something that anybody who's a fan of comic books, um, if you don't feel like reading the prose books like, like Tencent Plague or Men of Tomorrow, then, then this is, this is fine. This is perfect. It's nice to know where, where what you're enjoying came from. And, and I, I, I like history, I especially like comic book history, and I like knowing, you know, what what's come I like before. The history, I do. So I, I definitely recommend. Like I said, it, it the print copy came out today, and uh, and you'll be able to get it probably through Comicsology starting uh, next week. Cool. How am I should doing? We do our, should we do our in our? You're good now. You're good now. I'm good. Uh, okay. Like Pete Townsend says, it's a it's a Fred Van Lenty and Ryan Dunlavey original, and it should be cherished. That's what mm-hmm. Pete Townsend said. Well, I'm paraphrasing Pete Townsend. Oh. Uh, you, you have the, you should have Pete said Townsend it. knew Fred. Fred no, Van do you, do you have the scoop albums? It, it, before one song, Pete Townsend said, "This is a Pete Townsend original and should be cherished." So I'm just I just paraphrased. <laughs> you know, I, I like to keep it real. Um, 
Say good night, Gracie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? This episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Remember that, Earl, because if you want to save money on comics, there are there's no better place to go. Thirty-five to seventy-five. Remember that number. Seventy-five percent off your favorite funny books and collectibles. You are not. I guarantee you are not going to find discounts this high anywhere else. DCBService.com. In your travels, Jason's going to groan, but I know my brother David has my back on this one. Oh, you taking mine? Okay, cool. No, we can tag team. That will save time. Okay. In your travels, please, I implore you, one of the biggest surprises of the New 52, it's one of the books to which I look forward every month when it comes out I, I i almost depending on what comes out with it i don't know i'm not gonna look at the list but i almost read this one first it's that good and i'm talking about kyle higgins joe bennett and mr art t bear on deathstroke yes deathstroke really? yes oh my god dude the art is is i i said before joe bennett He's taking pills. He must he's, be. He's never really been a slacker. No. But I remember his work on Captain America and the Falcon. I remember it during the DC events, and and it's never no. looked this right. sharp. T-Bear is not – he's not um, – this really isn't the same kind of art T-Bear who, who, who did the cable run, who, uh, who, who inked everybody else in Marvel in the 90s. Why am I drawing, and, the, why and, am I drawing the blank? What's T-Bear's um, creator-owned? Um, uh, black and white. Or oh, I, I have it here. It's no. the thing with the gear on it. The the uh, oh 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 that 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 he gave us at um yeah New York last year. Yeah. Okay, right. That and it was um, gorgeous. Got oh him, my god, yeah. Total blank. But David's right. It's not like Cable. He definitely plays up to Bennett's tweaked, revamped, uh, re revisualized uh art style. There's oh, a Bennett has come a long way because I was not a fan at all of this Captain America and Falcon. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still but liked no, it, but you're right. This Deathstroke stuff makes that, it, that stuff pales in comparison. But there's a definite Kirby vibe in this Deathstroke series, and it's not explicit like OMAC. I mean, they're not wearing it on their sleeve, but they're, in the action, there are huge panels where you would think, that, that's kind of the way Jack would have done it. I mean, it is, and I, I'm not one for splash panels. I, I kind of, usually I'll see it as a lazy way to fill up a page. Not in this book. It, it's it it actually propels the story. It drives the action. It's really well done. And I don't have a whole lot of love for Slade, but before, but I'm really warming up to the old bastard. Cool. Well, I'll say this: uh, I, you guys, you said something about my fringing. I, uh, you know, I, I completed the first issue, but I did see in very limited time I was on the internet this week for non-business reasons. I did see you guys tweeting about desperate you were seeing me, you were you were so seeing the mentions uh, about my being wrong about it. So, um, so <laughs> I, uh, I am going to go on to uh, Comicsology and I will uh, buy the or three issues out. Yeah, three issues out. Yes. Yeah, so I will buy the second and third issues digitally, and uh, I will read them and let you guys know what I think. Next week. I'll, I'll set up the third issue for you. Wait, Remember, I'm, I'm sorry, before I forget, because I, I just found the issue. It's, it's Chrono Mechanics is, is the book. Chrono Mechanics, right. 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 Yep, yep, yep. 
Um, but remember, well, how could you forget the first issue when he offed his support team? The kids? Of course. Of course. Well, in the, in the third issue, it appears that one of them, the team, uh, the parents are extremely well to do and they fund this assassin to take out Deathstroke. But uh, the assassin's name is Legacy, meaning when one dies, they hire someone else to take his place wearing the same costume. When that person dies, they hire another person and they will not rest until Deathstroke is brought to justice. That is really, it shows, you know, I don't know I mean? if it's justice as much as it's revenge, but well, we're, I mean, their, their child was killed. Yes. I, they so think they see it as justice, which is, but it's cool because his actions have repercussions. I mean, I mean, a throwaway moment, something you thought was, was maybe an oh shit moment or, or just, you know, it, it's just him being a badass to close out the first issue. Here it is over an issue later. And, you know, you can't dismiss anything. Not, nothing is really no. just ever just old ghosts swept under the rug and, yep. and, and you move on. And, 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 and he does. I mean, the second issue that there was a lot of maybe Michael Bay action going on. I, 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 I like the second issue. Yeah. Third issue absolutely blows it away. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. it, I it, see a lot of Kevin O'Neill in this series too, not stylistically, but just the, the way, the Kevin, the, just the way Kevin O'Neill uses, um, type and the way he's the his stylistic choices for costumes and stuff it, it has a, a kevin o'neill vibe oh, to okay, it too right, right. Yeah. but it's really neat um even the way deathstroke conducts his operations now in this this uh old man wants to prove all the young dogs he still has it i mean he goes on missions and he doesn't worry about stealth or clandestine right. tactics he just Big goes barreling yeah. in i mean in the, in, the front door. in the third issue he's on this huge motorcycle type thing and he just goes blazing in through the front door it's it's so good oh man and i like i said very surprising i did not expect to enjoy a Deathstroke book as oh, much gosh. as this, the uh, I I still have to get a little used to um to the costume change with Deathstroke with the helmet instead of uh, instead of like the cloth mask that you tie behind your head. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm I'm okay with kind of losing the chainmail and him wearing more armor more or less, but there there's some things that uh, that as far as the character. Deathstroke goes, and, and from what I remembered, it I just need to get used to. But as far as the characterization and, and what's going on in in his world yep. with with Kristoff and and this other guy who I guess makes his weapons and and just it's there's no there are no lulls, there are no dull moments. Everything mm -hmm. everything moves pretty quickly. There's no there are no um, wasted spaces. I mean, you know. The, the, the pages, the panels are, are are detailed. Something's always going on. It's just they. I'm. It's old I school. I haven't looked at solicits, and I I don't. But in this day and age, you know, you, you have a you have a good few issue run. I don't know if if Bennett can keep this up, but it, it's this is a book with this team, this art team. I want to see continue for for a long time. Yeah, and covers by Simon Bisley. Oh, called, uh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So David and I are done. All right. Two birds, uh, one, one well, super-powered stone. Uh, in your travels, uh, a hardcover that came out from, uh, from D.C. in the last, I think, month or so um, with contributions from Len Wein, 
Andy Kubert, Joe Kubert, Scott Collins, J.T. Jones, J.H. Williams, Dave Gibbons, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, what? Walter, Walter Simonson, George Perez, Keith Giffen, Jerry Ordway, Dan Jurgens, Brian Bolin, Frank Quietly, uh, Jesus Saez, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh, Tom Derenick, and Gary Frank. What, uh, what is this? One these, which one of these is doing his own thing, by the way, on that list? Uh, the, the writer? <laughs> no, just, just, I mean, hey, oh, uh, I, 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 I don't know. What, 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 what? He just didn't seem to, he seemed to be a little bit, I don't know, he just kind of struck out to me. Yeah, everybody, yeah, he's, yeah, he's naming. Yeah. Hey, hey. Yeah. Tell me what this is. Um, so a mini series that, that came out, um, as DC was kind of winding down, um, the, you know the the whole universe. You know before they were getting ready for for the new DC fifty two, and it was uh, uh, you know almost a, a, a crisis esque um, look at the at the history of of the DCU, and it was kind of a nice time capsule of you know everything that we know as as fans about DC, and it's called DC uh, Universe Legacies. And, oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and and I think it really slipped under the radar of a, a lot of comic book fans because of um, um, God. What was the uh, flashpoint? It was coming out. Uh, it was yeah. It was coming out that at the same thing. time. Yeah, that you know that one thing. Um, it was coming out at the same time as Flashpoint, and so people weren't really paying attention to it. Um, but really, a, a pretty. Uh, a pretty cool mini series about about the history of of DC from um, you know the, the the golden age you know all the way through the modern age. And That's a lot of high caliber talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got Andy Andy Hubert inked by Joe Hubert. <gasps> Damn, how much awesome. was this? Um, the hard. I mean, it's kind of pricey. The hardcover is thirty five bucks, but it was a tool. I mean, That's standard operating procedure hardcover these days. Yeah, but I think it was. Let me see how many issues is it, it was. Is it, it oversized? It's, not, it's, just, uh, it's not oversized, but it is not a. Um, uh, it's not a small hardcover. Um, it is issues. Hold on. Uh, it was a ten issue miniseries. Oh, that's pretty cool. thick then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um, it. so is it a narrative or is it just more like a like a kind of like a Thing or what's it? No, it no, it's it's it's. I mean, it's a it's a it's a history of the. It's it's a narrative. Um, uh, I mean, it's, is it an illustrated history or is there like a story? No, no, no. Just it, it, it's a story. It's um, it's kind of um, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, of another you know, maybe like Kingdom Come where there was uh where there was a uh, a narrative character that that you follow throughout. Uh, throughout the series, and it starts with him as as a kid, like back in the uh, back in the forties, and 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 you follow kind of you know he he interacts with with the DC heroes kind of through his entire life in in small and small amounts. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, and, and you can, it's kind of like, you know, his story is kind of like following the history of, of, of the heroes of the DC universe. Dude, and, it's 336 pages. Yeah. 
I'm telling you, no one was talking about this series when it was coming out, and it's really good. Amazon has it for $21.20. Yeah, I'm putting it on yeah. my wish list right now. Amazon yeah. has it for $21.27. Yeah, that's yeah. that's cheapness. Yeah, it, it, was, it was cool. And and nobody, nobody. Yeah, I mean, it, it was event fatigue, and so it was a miniseries that was coming out at the same time as Flashpoint. So you know, I just, I think a lot of people just... But also, I don't think it really tied into the main universe right i mean if what this wasn't no it was not a flash a flash point well no i know it wasn't a flash point but it wasn't like it wasn't continuity driven or wasn't something it's something that it, it sounds like could have been pretty much done anytime you know i you almost get the feeling that that somebody sat down and said you know what we're getting ready to wrap up the status quo that's been here for 20 what over 25 years now since since crisis and we need to we need to mark this with something well it, it sounds and, to me from your description that, that it's kind of a lot like marvels not not i'm not saying yeah it's, you know it is it's it's probably more like marvels than it is kingdom yeah Kingdom. it tells a story that kind of looks at different parts of the history yep. and alone but it's not necessarily in contradiction with the long continuity that yeah we and don't fool yourself they're going to keep the beats I mean, yes, the new 52 is the reworked DC universe, but I'm sure that the the big important plot points they're going to keep that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Yeah. Yeah, it's uh um and I've been I've been reading I don't know uh, an issue a night here for the for the last uh for the last few nights and uh um, yeah, it's it's very yeah, it's just it's just good comics. It's uh it's a really a really nice list of creators on it. And if you're a DC nerd, I mean you get to see you get to see a lot of people. You know, it's you're gonna get some Adam Strange and Metal Men and um Metamorpho? Uh oh yeah, sure. Um uh Outsiders and uh, and there's even the it's a the what was the the armored Batman? Um, Azrael. Azrael. It, yeah, you know. So I mean, really? Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's it's a it's a ten issue series about the history of the DCU. So I mean, it's yeah, it's good and bad. <laughs> well, with a, a cast a crew like that, it sounds like it could be an evergreen title. Never know. Yeah, yeah. So check you know check it out. You know, I'm not all the way through with it, but uh, um, what I've read, I've enjoyed so far. Nice. Nice. Uh, in your travels, I have something for you not to make sure you buy, and something for you to please buy. Um, <laughs> well, but, uh, I come to both uh, both praise and Dan Marvel comics this week. Um, first of all, they get the absolute unequivocal gas face for point one number one. Um, <laughs> you didn't like it. Didn't like it. Uh, that doesn't. This what I thought. I had seen the worst money grab possible from the big two already. Um, but, then, but then you and, saw a six dollar money grab. Yeah, but then but when Marvel did the thing a while ago where they they did the classified solicitations and it turned out to be a, a report preview book. Yeah, so this is a. Uh, I actually luckily avoided this one because of the price point, but um, but then I spoke to a few people who who were weren't so lucky. I mean. To charge five ninety nine for a book that they can say is seven whole new stories when and all it really is is a preview book 
it's it's, it's uh, ads for upcoming books. Exactly. So you spent six dollars for ads, kids. You six dollars for a condensed version of the Marvel previews to come to your DCBS shipment every month, <laughs> um, and you, they excuse that by theoretically putting a uh, lot to wrapper <laughs> the framing sequence. Yeah. Framing sequence. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because we've been. It, but it, it's it's it is a disgrace. It, it's nothing short of a disgrace. And and, and Tom Morris it, is curled up like a, a little fucking baby in his corner right now. <laughs> oh, no, stop talking about point one. But to their credit, though, they uh, but, did uh, stretch the discount on that for retailers. I think they gave them an yeah, extra. Yeah, they doubled their. Yeah, orders. yeah I, I don't really care because I, I I'm not a retailer. I'm a, I'm a consumer, and lots of people it's are. True. And I just think you're right. It's, uh, it's 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 an abomination. It's, it's it's an embarrassment, and I think uh, I know not to talk business, but I, I think it's it's further indication that Marvel's not seeing the stars of the trees right now. Um, but anyway, uh, but I do want to praise them. And in my inner travels is actually the book that y'all are finally smart enough to wise up and get get in on like, recently. Um, although you're probably still a little bit behind the uh, the latest issue, but issue number seventeen of Uncanny X Force. Came out last week. Uh, you know, as everyone knows, I'm a huge X fan. Uh, I read almost all of it, almost all the time, when it's bad or different. Um, I think most of the X books are getting pretty darn good again, or uh, on the cusp of it, at least. Um, but this book has been good, nay, great from start to finish. Um, and it's like Remender opened up my. It's like he took the key, lock and key, opened up my head so he could look around in there, and then pulled out. All the coolest, the things I think are coolest about the X Men mythos, and then put them all in one book uh, with great art. This issue by uh, Jerome Pena, uh, and it just uh, continues to be the book that I get. Well, the the Marvel book that I get the most excited about when I see it in my box. You know, so, cr- uh, critical, critically, you know, all and and this all the reviewers I talk to or read and and you know, the bloggers everything it, it's it's damn near unanimous that X Force is is probably the most popular book but by critics that Marvel's putting out right now. Hey, I agree with you. It's yeah, funny about that. that is that it deals with a lot of the concepts that were hardcore in the '90s X Men. And what I think is funny about the phrase that it gets is that it seems to me like most people that aren't regular readers of X Men these days will usually frame their 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 perspective by, "Well, I used to read the X Men, and then in the nineties it got so convoluted, and there were so many titles and all this stuff that happened I didn't care about." And Remender's really dealing with those issues front and center. I mean, now you know we dealt with the positives. We're dealing with uh, now we're dealing with the very long arc with involving. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Angel is Archangel, and 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 and, and it's, it's you know he dealt with it, all the things from the nineties that, that that people seemingly hated, and then he's making them <laughs> Age of cool. yeah. yeah, so I love that. I mean, kudos to him. I mean, he's obviously a big, he's a big fan of that time period too. But uh, I just fucking love this book, man. I I I haven't read I haven't read an X book in uh, uh, since I was in early college years that I've really cared about. Um, well, the, uh, sorry, Whedon's astonishing. I liked, but um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, Uncanny X-Force, is, it's it's fun. It's just really good comics. Yeah. And I was, uh, I bought that out for the page from the point one issue, but uh, I, I, 
I need somehow, I don't think Jerome will pay me to listen to our show, but Jerome, if you happen to do a Google search of your name and see that our episode, dude, you're a New Yorker. Sell some of your art, bro. I want to buy a page. Hold <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, um, I got to give it up. This is just going to take two seconds, but... But no, no. No, listen. No, no. The absolute... So No, no, no. no. Add your turn. I, I always get my turn because I'm the Both. boss. The... Uh, the... <laughs> <laughs> the absolute best line of dialogue for this month so far goes to Adam Glass. The dude that's writing Suicide Squad. Uh I don't know how many of you stuck with the book. I don't know if I don't think Jason I, uh, I only read I the second I, I was all done for the first one actually like the I read the second issue so Okay. Really? Well anyway, uh third issue and in, in in short, Harley and Deadshot are sucking face. Okay, I won't say how or why, but Harley and Deadshot are swapping spit. Harley's got Daisy Dukes on and a barely there flannel shirt tied all the way up to the boobies, right? So they're they're, they're kissing, and it it goes on for two, three panels, and there's one panel where Harley wraps her legs around Deadshot, and you can't see it in this panel, but in the next panel, it's revealed that uh, he did, in fact, open up her shirt but anyway so they're in the they're they're in the heat they're going at it hot and heavy and harley turns to deadshot and says this reminds me of a joke about a clown car <laughs> that's gold no <laughs> probably a little nugget that was very under about 30 tons of poop you had to sift through to get to so no it's real good uh i thought i, I thought the sec i really liked the second issue by the way so third issue is oh really God. good too i didn't like the second oh, issue i'm giving it really i thought it, it. i thought the word from first issue thinking was like the biggest drop of all 52 really wow oh i thought wow. it was horrendous i thought it, i thought the second issue was so bad it was almost incontinable that that, that editorial approved that excuse for a script I'm gonna have to go back and read it because I mean it's been. <laughs> I don't. I I, I enjoyed it. Ago, I'm, st- I'm standing by it. Yeah, that but, was the for the the whole framing of burning the bodies and all of that. Yeah, but I have to say, That's uh, I I don't know how how steeped in DC continuity this Adam Glass guy is, but he has a person going after the Suicide Squad, and his name is Mad Dog, and visually. He looks like Wild Dog. He should have used Wild Dog as a, as a tip of the hat to the the old boys who remember that character that's hasn't been used all that much. Sam Collins, Terry Beatty. Yeah. So so again, that's something that Thor should pick up on. Maybe all they had to do was call him Wild Dog, not not Mad Dog. Just change the name. Yeah, yeah, change the name. But I like Suicide Squad. It's not a I'll, I'll clown. Read the second, I'll read the third issue. I, I don't want to get rid of it yet because it is it is Harley and I like Suicide Squad and it's Deadshot. So, but the second issue didn't make me want to run out and read the third issue right away. But it's a vagina, lot, not a. Got clown a lot clown. of new, lot of, a lot of new series that uh, you got to decide if you're gonna you know keep up with them or not. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. I've dropped some. Uh, reluctantly, I'm letting go of Resurrection Man. It's just. Not doing. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I haven't. I, I I haven't read the uh, doing three yet. So yeah. I mean, do have to read it. All right. Yes, we've overstayed our welcome, but doggone it, you enjoyed it. So jo- join yeah. us here next week. Oh, we didn't get to talk about the Kindle. Oh, well. Oh, David, so you, 
even Lotus in, he's like, I'm, I'm on fire. And then he, we need to it's, uh, well, it's, it's not mine, so I won't have it next week. It's all right. Oh, oh I feel bad now. Lovely wife. You can blame it on Chris for talking so much about the friggin' Batwoman book. I didn't Jesus, do you can't I shut him up. Do nothing. Yeah. It wasn't me. I had to complain about, you know, people who want to know about the movies if it's like the cartoon. <laughs> but oh, we, we love you so much. And it wasn't that we, much of a promotion. We hope, no, you weren't. You were good this episode because you were placated. We hope you'll be back next week. Oh, yeah. I'll be you lovely listeners. Props to Greg Rucka. We'll be back. We love you. Say bye-bye. <laughs> we can get Greg Rucka for next week. Dude, remember that issue of Batwoman where he had her like kissing the woman? That was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't do it. Yeah. I don't do it. It's, it's Thanksgiving Eve. I don't think he's gonna do it. Yeah. Well, that's right. Hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are we done? Uh, we're we done. are done. Say bye, Chris. Bye bye. Say we say we love you, Chris. One love. We we love you. There you go. Question one. Bye. No, we do. I want some help.